and welcome to the HBM podcast. I am Containing Multitudes, and I'm joined by the answer to the question of what if Frank Zappa was a vampire that became an historian? My beautiful <laughs> co-host, Frank. Frank, how are you doing? I am doing amazingly, Leon. I, I really can't complain. It's, um, it's National Historian Day here in Brazil where we're recording, so I am, I'm doing pretty damn good, if I can say so myself. I am I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, the historians deserve to be in the sun at least one day of the year. Hey. <laughs> and we are doing a special anniversary episode because it's one year since we did the first Here Be Media episode. Yeah. The, the very interesting conjunction of events is what I can only call them that led us <laughs> to, instead of me featuring on just one episode or probably throughout time a couple of appearances on frank's back then still only frank's podcast the left page uh we did the far more rational thing of starting our whole new podcast together Huzzah! <laughs> and uh yeah and here we are one year later one year ago we started our journey with hades still one of my favorite games oh definitely <laughs> and talking about favorite games we have another uh Remarkable episode of Here Be Media in which we talk about the IGN 100 list. This is a this is a list of, well, the 100 <laughs> best games according to IGN staff members, yeah. or journalists or whatever what I should have called them, people who work at IGN. There we go. And good. <laughs> we were not content. <laughs> we took umbrage with some of the notes, uh, places, placements of certain games. Even just choices or absences, even quite so. So, in order to reprimand us ourselves against having to uh, witness that horror of a list, we are also in conjunction with celebration of one year of HBM. May HBM last thousand more years. Thousand years, thousand years of more podcasting, which means two thousand years for me. A millennium of HBM dynasty is upon us, and isn't it glorious? But uh, in all seriousness, we made a little list. Uh, we made, uh, to be fair to IGN, we made our top 100 list. Now, we're going to be honest, we don't claim, we don't make any bold, hierarchical, archival, codexificational, <laughs> that's not a word, um, <laughs> claims that this is the top 100 best games of all time. Definitely no, we're going to be very... Yeah, we're, <laughs> why would you ever do that? Um, we <laughs> are very clearly saying now that this is an utterly subjective list. These, this is a list of no particular order as well, right, Frank? Yeah, no, definitely. Okay. Like, I, it's 100, and I listed it as I started thinking, remembering, writing stuff down, but I, I don't call it a list. I call it a grouping. It's my grouping. It's my grab bag of 100 games. And we are going to present these 100 games to you as a story, uh, as a historiography, if you will. Of hey. our relationship with gaming. Definitely. And yeah, it's just a little get to know us better as a little, little celebratory episode to, um, to once again, the anniversary of Herbie Media. But I would like to spend only a couple minutes because it's a long, it's once again, once again, it's a hundred games. So we're <laughs> going to have to get into it pretty soon. Yeah. Is there anything memorable you would like to share about Herbie Media? I think it's been shaping up as a great space. And I think like this one year anniversary has come at a great time. Because, um, you know, I've always wanted to talk about video games a lot more. 
and you talk about movies and, and TV shows and other media, uh, it really both broadened my work in a sense and has made me more comfortable. Similarly to how the left page has made me comfortable with work in working with literature, again, historian, uh, but still to, to really dive into it to the point that yesterday, which would have been the 18th of August, I was presenting a paper on Mass Effect at an academic conference, uh, Disruptive Imaginations, if you must know. Uh, it's unfortunately not recorded anywhere, but it was a great time. It was really fun. And I was like, yeah, no, I, I can do anything I want. If it wasn't for HBM, maybe I would have gotten there. But with, with it, it has definitely made me more aware and has grown me as a scholar, as an academic that allowed me to, to take these steps. And of course, Leon has been instrumental in, you know, fostering, helping, building this with me and, you know, being an amazing co-host and an amazing host in his own right and a great editor to boot, of course. So I I think like this one year, I, I couldn't be happy with, with what all we've been doing and I will still r- r- continuously balk at your desire to do two HBM episodes a month aside from the left page. So, you know... um, uh, my my congrats, my admiration, and my joy at, at having, you know, <laughs> having had this conjunction of the spheres, the spheres, pod spheres, <laughs> uh, of podcasting and, and creating a different show and, and bringing you in for both of them. And just, it's really been working out. And I'm excited with all the stuff that we're doing and we're planning to do. We, we've been wanting and we've been talking about experimenting, trying out some new stuff. And we're figuring out what that means. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> but uh, we're we're doing that, and we're going to continue to do that. And I feel like Leon has been a great friend, a great co-host to help us build this. And I couldn't be happier. Genuinely, thank you so much. No, it's it's been nothing but a delight, <laughs> except <laughs> for some very min- minuscule. Uh, technical issues it's well though those are par for the course if i must say so yeah, obviously <laughs> you have to take the good with the bad but um no it's yeah it's it's, it's been lovely i what i can say about the future is i might not 100 percent sure but i might learn a new particular set of skills uh to do a certain thing before the podcast no promises once again Ooh. and the thing that i can promise you is that uh, i'm gonna be producing a lot more writing uh, yes. I don't know if it's any good, but um, it is. Uh, Fellow listener, I have read uh, the new stuff that Leon's writing. It's incredible, and I'm looking forward to the next stuff. And uh, you know, Leon writing is pushing me to write more, which is something I've been meaning to do for a little while. So expect more writing, more fun, subversive writing, disruptive writing. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah. So it will at least get more of that trying to work hard on Patreon content that still most likely will be accessible to most people. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I want to try and give our patrons a bit more of an early exclusive. Sure. But once again, I can guarantee the people who are not subscribed to that, eventually every single piece of content is going to be made available. I think that's the big idea we want to keep. Yeah, that's, you know, so... It, it, the, <laughs> If you can support us, great. Uh, the once again, the aforementioned Sega After Strike is still going on, so please consume responsibly and mm-hmm. consume uh, our pat- patron uh, 
maybe don't put it on the top of your list, but uh, I we do appreciate it. It would help out once again to build a community. But yeah. I'm more interested in engaging with more people, uh, with being more active on like uh, the left page Discord and doing stuff like that. Exactly. Um, also, a couple of up, a couple of plans for that. If you're interested in that kind of thing, I keep telling myself that and then not interacting on there. I'm sorry. I recently finished a couple of great, uh, <laughs> a couple of big deadlines for myself, uh, both for normal quote unquote stuff, adult <laughs> stuff, and uh, c- uh, career esque stuff. So uh, won't, I won't, I can't get into it right now. I'm so sorry, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so that, that that's all behind me now. I have a much more clear view of what, how much time I'm going to have, and when I'm going to have that time, so I can build around that more effectively now. Yeah, so that's that's why I'll, I'll stop there. So <laughs> that's that's all all going to be uh, contributing to different things that we're going to have to try out and see if it works. No guarantee if we will stick to it or if we think it works. But we're going to try different things, and I'm enthusiastic about it. That's all I'll say. <laughs> no, that's that's. I, I think that's the bottom line about it, right? That we're we want to improve, and we want to create more with you know the space we're doing, the kind of the, the research, the work that we're doing in terms of playing, of reading, both academically and literature, fiction, and you know all all the content and stuff that we want to create and want to continue to develop and. And offer it in interesting and new ways, and we kind of want to find ways to, you know, build upon this patron and build upon this idea of a community, which can always be fun. And I think, like, you know, the the people that we've we've worked with, the people we've chatted with, they're pretty damn awesome. So it's yes. um, it's a natural, I don't know, <laughs> natural point to go from there. I think. Yeah, I would say that all of this this whole endeavor has already been worth it twice over for me. Oh, absolutely. More than twice because of the fact that I got to hang out and have made friends with people uh, that are in this quote-unquote sphere of micro-leftist podcasting. Yay. Um, the validation that I've gotten through them, uh, <laughs> uh, if being recognized in the gaze of the other, if you will, um, <laughs> it's uh, and so forth and so on. Um, the uh, uh, Anyway, so that's, uh, that alone has been great. Um, and that's why I will keep going. And that's going to be like, uh, why I want to build community. Why, uh, once again, it doesn't have to be a big community or whatever, but I would love to get more of like a base of people to talk to and like bounce back ideas off back and forth and stuff like that. Because that has been a great, uh, both <laughs> emotional and intellectual exercise for me. So yeah, that being said, would you, uh, I'm curious because the last time we, we asked this question was in a year review episode, we are eight months later now. What what would you say is your favorite HVM episode? Oh boy, I I love the Expanse one. Uh, although that was the last That's page, the last right? Page. Uh, Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, this this um. This, Listen, uh, end, we have to wait until February until I can ask the question: What's your favorite last page episode? That's so. true. The, the problem about doing podcasts is that sometimes or frequently you start forgetting the stuff you've done. So that's my excuse. I already prepared an answer to this question, so... You uh. bastard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, you're right. What can I say about that? Andor was such a great episode, I think. I think it was a really good one. Ooh, uh, the, the collabs yes. were awesome, so it's difficult to rank those. Yeah. Um, so I'll say that, like, um, Kyle's always great. Uh, it, it was great that you had Kate on talk about Crimes of the Future. That's such a good episode, uh, even if Thank I wasn't you. in it. Watching Velvet Goldmine <laughs> was incredible. Talking about it was great. 
Um, it's always lovely to talk with Kyle. What else? <laughs> always. Yeah, right. Oh, Crusader Kings was so good. I'm really happy about that one. You did awesome work with The Last of Us. Again, it's Kyle. Justin <laughs> had a good time. Pentiment with Holly. I, I <laughs> interview with a vampire. And recently, oh, I mean, Christ, I'm Elden Ring, fuck's sake. Yes. We've done such great stuff, and it's really impressive how how much we've done. And yeah, I, I will abstain from an answer, and to think of like one between the two of us, I will go with Andor. Okay, okay. There we go, that's my answer. I will answer my own question then. And um... <laughs> Please do. And... <laughs> Say I'm judging this on the uh, I'm basing my answer on the criteria of which episode am I really happy about what I brought to the table. Mm-hmm. So this does not reflect upon guests. This doesn't reflect upon uh, no guest episodes. It's which one do I think I'm really happy about me? Fair. This sounds egotistical, but it's because I don't want to rank our guests because i don't do that i can't do that i literally cannot do that yeah no that's that's impossible yeah precisely the of course the Elden ring one is pretty reason to memory i am uh, i'm i'm quite content to what i brought to the table mm-hmm. i love making at least one of the go- uh, one of the uh, hosts i mean ghosts laugh really <laughs> loudly yeah but you got both of them <laughs> Hearing from a little bird that uh, that that one of them thought my uh, Fortnite joke about what's his name Gold uh, Godric was uh, made them like uh, <laughs> made them laugh really loud, which the <laughs> mic didn't pick up. So I thought that joke bombed. Um, oh! But like I heard through a mutual friend of ours that uh, that 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 was received quite well actually. <laughs> so you know I I do like the horror vanguard Elden Ring one because I strike. Uh, the effort that I put in about like a little bit at the beginning, the through line of thinking and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it touches all points of what I would like to put into a podcast episode. So it's a blueprint for me to look at that episode and refine what's put in that episode going forward. Yeah, that makes sense. Not that I believe in pre-designed templates for episodes because I want to let the episode go where the episode's going to go up to a point. Yeah. But I, I'm really happy with that one. From a more intellectual perspective, I'm still quite proud of the episode two and three. Uh, <laughs> I wanted episode two and three, the uh, Knights of the Old Republic ones. Yeah. I wanted to, like, you know, show that <laughs> that that Frank was right to start a podcast with me. Um, <laughs> that I can do this analysis stuff, trademark. It just give people an idea that I'm serious about this. And the same would go once again for the Velvet Goldman episode because... I'm very not happy what I brought to the table to the um, uh, Love, Death, Robots episode. Really? I, um, in comparison, mm. I think that's one of my weaker episodes. Um, yeah, I yeah, I know this is part of self-deprecation talking and like a couple of uh, neurotic tendencies that I have. I, you know, um, speaking them into existence actually helps me ease, uh, ease into them. But um, yeah, so I feel that I mostly <laughs> interrupt or deregulate or distract Kyle in that episode. I essentially can sum up my contribution in that episode as community good, actually. Um, there we go. That's the whole episode from my part. Mm. <laughs> uh, mm. I like the Android one. Android is also very good. I'm also very happy with my um, 
could have structured a bit better, but I'm happy what I put into the Android episode. Mm -hmm. I think that was also proper podcast analysis TM. <laughs> yeah. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, that, I'm going to end there. That's, we, we need to get into the, the big stuff. Just so everyone knows, uh, unless there's something you would like to say, Frank. No, no, I, th I think like okay. we've been... <laughs> I mean, there, there's definitely... And I, I'm comfortable. I'm going to be brief about it so we can get to the meat of it. But... Yes. I, you know, there's definitely a sense of discovery and experimentation and like figuring out how we podcast together. I mean, that happened with me and Bruno back then. And there was a lot to learn. And neither of us had podcasted before. And this one, I, I've podcasted before. So I, um, I had this experience in the matter. But like, I'm generally quite impressed with all that you've been doing and all that you brought to the table and how you've helped immensely in doing everything, genuinely. So, yeah, I'm. I just wanna, just wanna bring it again, like um, <laughs> highlight how how much you've been doing and how uh, crucial you've been to all all this podcast work, and and yeah, I think I think we've been doing incredible stuff together, and we will continue to do so. Like we've got some great episodes lined up, and I both for the left page and here be media. I feel like. We're doing good work together. So it's a little self-masturbatory podcasting, but like, let's be honest, it's our show, so we might do it for a couple of minutes or so every once in a while. I mean, it's justified if it has reflective properties, so I'm allowing this. <laughs> um, Thank you. Yeah, for the left page, we already full until up until um, this. No, not up until December. Up until January, we are um, for Here Be Media. We have one spot left in september we october is full already the spooky yeah. month Ooh. Ooh. um yes um and i got an idea for uh, december uh oh. december's gonna be a big one that's gonna be like a little little happy holidays present um i need to get working on that because that's gonna be my next big thing i think uh, that i want to like do for hbm uh, that's a very special game a game we, that's on this list that we're going to talk about right now. Because <laughs> we, we, we have, well, let's just get to this list because I, I underestimated this time of going through the list with the IGN episodes. And this one has a lot more personal anecdotes. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to get, we get, let's just start right now. Let's go. Uh, we're going to cheat. Oh, there are me. going to be, yes, maliciously. <laughs> we are going to cheat by uh, putting multiple games on one spot. Yeah. I am, once again, it's very subjective. We are basing our subjectivism. Uh, Frank is going to be able to spot the bias that I have. <laughs> I have two pre predominant biases if I look through my own list. I'm going to try and see if I can accuse uh, Frank of the same, but we'll see. I, I think you'll have a bit of a challenge finding bias in my list because it's... I The more I, I found out my taste of gaming, the more I found out I enjoy most games. Very few games I'm not yeah. that interested in. And, like, there's so much... Uh, I'm, I might as well say this out. There's a lot absent from my list. From uh. big me, uh, big franchises and important games and, like, games that are in big lists, and they should be. And they're just not here because I've not... Um, well, should we get to the criteria of our lists? First things first. Uh, yeah, I thought we covered that, but go on. Uh, it's, it's personal, it's a grouping, but I, I, I had a special one for mine, at least, that's, like... These are games that I've thoroughly, if not wholly completed, played enough, mostly on yes. my own, 
there's an exception to it, but you'll you'll figure it out when the time comes for a very specific reason. But generally speaking, these are games that I've managed to play myself and enjoy and, and have a good time. Most of them are finished. There are some which I haven't, but I've played enough to say like they, these are important games. These are great games. These are games that are important to me and have become important to me. So yes. like um, a big one, I've not included any Zelda games because I've, I've never I've I've been playing <laughs> I've been emulating um a Breath of the Wild couple since a couple months so like that's the only Zelda I've played and yeah okay. it's pretty awesome and pretty fun but I it's it's not as formative or that significant so it's um there's one a single Mario game um th- there's a lot of stuff in here and I can't include uh, it's like I recognize these games are important, but this is a very personal ones, and there are other franchises which are like, yeah, I know this is awesome. I've only played one of them recently, and I wouldn't include it in my top one hundred, uh, which is Metal Ge- the Metal Gear franchise. Uh, no, no, there's Ooh. one, but not the traditional Metal Gear franchise. Okay. We'll get there, but you see where I'm getting at. Like that, there's a lot of gaps in my list, and I acknowledge those. I am not proud of those, but they are. Natural. I've never had a fucking Nintendo console, so you know there's there's a lot of missing stuff here. Maybe if we have a time left, uh, like ten left or so, if the time is uh, generous, probably not. <laughs> but um, if the time happens to be generous, and we have like about ten left, we can do like a little honorable mention slash uh, is on the, the the soon to be played list thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To <laughs> to assuage some uh, <laughs> fury, some people might be feeling. Why is this game not on the list? And so. so um, without further oh for me the only criteria is i must have played it must really like it still it was very important to me within a certain time and place in my life i must have a quote-unquote profound experience with it Mm -hmm. there are no particular order once again these are just 100 games that we're gonna crisscross best we can okay so would you like to start or should i start start please (laughs) To to do the least surprising ones, the ones that we already did episodes on. Let me start with that one. Crusader sure. Kings 2. D- yeah, it's on mine too. I forgot if I have three on here as well. I have three on um, here as well. I couldn't choose. Okay. So I'm like, I'll put them both. They're both really but, important, really significant, and I can't yeah, choose. When I say two, I mean three as well. And we did like Crusader Kings 2 and 3 uh, <laughs> incoherently because I recently uh, re-listened to that episode as well, ironically. Mm. Um Episode 10, I believe it was, Crusader Kings. Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and uh, the first double digit. No, it's... um. Do you want to know why I like the game? Listen to that episode. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> Same for my answer. It's, uh, it's what got me into big strategy games, watching videos of Crusader Kings 2 and eventually having a machine that's like, it can run it. <gasps> and then Crusader Kings 3 was about to come out. Um, though I did play plenty of Crusader Kings 2. And it's just like, yeah, it's it's what I wanted in a strategy game. And it blew the door wide open. Because then along came Stellaris, which is on my list as well, of course. Yes. For those who haven't listened to the episode and don't know what we're talking about, map games. Map game. Big, big map, map game. games. It's really funny because if you do the uh, console command for make a friend in CK3, it says this person and this person bonded over maps. And that's what happened to me, Frank. We bonded over map games, and now we're here. That's true. Uh, not saying that the, the Paradox Games, Paradox Maps Games, is the singular, uh, how do you say this, catalyst for our friendship. Yeah. Absolutely not, but it did help. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A good point of commonality there. 
You go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to go for something a little bit different, but like it's odd kind of game that... Not that odd. Very successful. Mirror's Edge. Uh, one of the first oh. PS3 games I've ever played. And like such a good ex- execution of a unique concept. The story is all right, but it's just a successful parkour that is interesting, engaging, and a sequel which I didn't even bother to play because it just wasn't that good. But the original one is just really formative for me of just being so cool. I respect it for being a game whose gameplay loop was fundamentally different for its time that it came out in. It was also coming out in a time in which shooters were dominating everything. Uh, everything was a shooter. Like, everything has guns in it. And technically, Mirror's Edge does too, but you don't use them. Yeah, you don't so, need to use them. They, like, you yeah. can quite e- Well, maybe not easily, but play the entire game without using guns. And, you know, but its main focus where it wasn't guns in a, yeah. in a very gun-dominated... Uh, it came out at the same time as Modern Warfare 2, right? Probably. Early, early PS3. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. Yeah, that, so I respect it for that. Even though it's not on my list, I respect the game. Um, I will uh, yeah once again moving uh, gonna power through some of the uh, uh, games you already did episodes on Dragon Age Origins yeah I I added it to my list Um, do you know why I like that game? listen to our episode on that game (laughs) I'm gonna gonna say that a couple times uh, now in a row I'm so sorry no that's fair Uh, yeah but yeah go listen to that episode Uh, I'm happy about it Uh, do you have anything else to add? It's uh, it's incredibly impressive in terms of the story building and the flexibility that it has to it. So I think that's why I couldn't but include it. Uh, I was struggling with trying to think of interesting and engaging games. And I feel like that's it's a very good sticking point, even for having played it so recently. Yeah, uh, I'm going to follow that trend so we can get through those yeah. inverted commas quickly. I put Knights of the Old Republic too as one of the best Star Wars stories. Like, it's just so interesting it's such a good direction to maybe take still today into the future star wars so i i i chose it <laughs> yeah uh i also have it on here so i'm also crossing it off my list right now so we're, we're not in sync with games maybe at the end but it's fine it's it's better than us going or oh, treading very very well trotted ground dedicated two games to two episodes to two games even though i would say 1.5 episode is about Coder 2, and only half of episode 1 is 2 about Coder 1. Uh, <laughs> not entirely. Uh, I juxtapose them quite well, I would like to You do, you do. Throughout the... Yeah, well, anyway. Um, I'm crossing another game off my list, because I also have Coder 1 on here. I have both. Fair. Why they're both on my list is because they're so beautifully, beautifully, paradoxically juxtapose each other. Once again, do you wonder why? Listen to the episode. <laughs> Listen to the two episodes. I'm so sorry. I had a shit mic back then. <laughs> so yeah, I'm crossing two uh, for one turn. For a moment, it wasn't my turn. I'm crossing two whole games off my list. <laughs> so yeah, I, w- I will take that opportunity to add another game, which I think we can both crisscross off our lists, and I can but include it. I've mentioned it already on this episode. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Yes, uh, our first cheat. Mentioned this episode. Well, I, yeah, I, our first mutual cheat. Um, <laughs> I mentioned it because of the conference thing. I might have not <gasps> included Mass Effect. <gasps> Leon! Or, or the navigation tool was broken. 
What? Sorry, dear listener. I'm going technical issue. Do, 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 do. I might have accidentally replaced it with something else then, but it should be on here. Wow. Wow. I'm disappointed. I, it's... Shut up. <laughs> this is really not in here. Wow. Legendary. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to say that I have that's coder one and two share a spot actually hey. <laughs> um and the other one is indeed mass effect trilogy we we don't talk about so, the fourth one i said that in the conference we don't talk about the fourth one. Oh, did it get did it get any laughs i i just i couldn't see the audience oh okay right right i'm sorry i'm so sorry yeah <laughs> no don't worry uh my turn sure right okay so stellaris yeah uh here we see the emergence of the bias bioware <laughs> and Paradox uh, are going to be the heavy hitters on this list. Uh, <laughs> technically, we have already engaged with like uh, one, two, three, and six Bioware games, if you count the trilogy as individuals, which we didn't on this list. Because yeah. it was officially released as one game, so it counts. It's fine. <laughs> it counts. Roll out. Uh, yeah, Slipper Solaris, beautiful exploration of... Should, uh, <laughs> Beautiful exploration of sci-fi tropes and a strategic deployment of those tropes. Yeah. In a uh, once again, it's such a beautiful mixture of role play and grand strategy. Yeah, it's 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 great. It is conceptually one of the best sci-fi games I've ever played. Oh, definitely. I I have another yeah. one which battles, but they do it differently. We might it might get its own episode. So if you want to listen to that, stay tuned. <laughs> Please do. Right. I feel like we can do another. Oh, can absolutely. You can talk just about Solaris. Yeah. <laughs> All right, your turn. Okay, I am. I'm, I want to get those out of the way, the ones we've already talked about in episodes, yes. because we can like point, look at that episode. So, um, which are free? Oh yeah, on, on the list as well, crossing it off mine as well. Um, I mean, we did not do an episode on Witcher three though. Oh, oh right, we didn't. We did the first two storybooks, and then Frank stopped reading the main saga. I've been reading the Expanse. <laughs> That's something. I suppose so. But, but yeah, but yeah, I, Witcher three. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. You're, no, you're no, sorry. no worries. Uh, yeah, I think it's like just a little obvious. We've we talked about Geralt. We've talked about the books, and it's just probably one of the best RPGs uh, I've ever we've ever played. I think. I think I can speak for the both of us. Um, oh yeah. In terms of story, in terms of design, and you know, creating incredible, interesting, and widely spread unique side quests that just make being in the world interesting and fun and good and not uh ubisoft repetition yay yeah i would say once again we're not going to do a ranking but if i had to rank them which of three would easily make top 10 and quite not difficultly reach top five agreed this is mainly due to real quick due to its cohesion of excellent adaptation excellent work of passion excellent work of animation within games excellent excellent uh aesthetic excellent everything it's <laughs> all ties in so fucking beautifully it really does it's it, it's it is in a league of its own on that uh in that way and it's like once again it's respectful even though it changes the story quite a bit quite fundamentally in certain ways it is still clear that well okay <laughs> more about that in a very special episode when frank finishes the books hey. um, <laughs> but once again i still even though i disagree with certain Adapt- adaptive choices I still love that game so much agree it's yeah it's it's such a beautiful depiction of characters shining bright 
and then also the fantasy world holding up really fucking well. Yeah. Uh, off the list. Your One, turn. Uh, oh no, it's me. My, my turn. <laughs> uh, to once again continue this uh, this uh, thing. Hades. Of once course. again, same thing. <laughs> Easily top ten and almost certainly top five. Oh yeah. I would argue for me personally, uh, Hades has been a very interesting companion to me since it came out or since the uh, since Leah left early access. Yeah. It's once again love mythology. It's it's the first episode for a reason. Uh, exactly. I love it. Um it's queer. <laughs> it's 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 once again, it understands its own maximalism so beautifully well. It's yeah. Uh yeah, well why, if you want to know why I like that episode, uh, fuck. If you want to know why I like that game, listen to the episode maybe. Um once again, I'm so sorry for my mind. <laughs> yeah, so crossing that off the list, Hades. My turn. Uh, another episode one. I I feel like it might be on your list, but I understand if it isn't. Pentiment, just a beautiful, incredible game. I listened to the Pentiment episode. It's uh, it's amazing. It's just amazing with doing something so uh, comparably so simple. No, I fully agree. Um, if you want to know why I like the game, <laughs> listen to uh, that episode with my good friend. With I would like to think our good friend. Absolutely. Uh, Holly, who lives in my walls. <laughs> uh, my turn, right? Yes. No. Yeah, Pentiment. Pentiment, right, right, right. Sorry. Okay, yeah. I think this is one the last one we, I think, that we did an episode on. I'm not quite sure. But uh, um, God of War 2018. We technically did the one about Ragnarok. But we I did. feel, you know, I feel it's allowed to say that <laughs> we talk about the God of War 18 uh, quite a bit. We did. As well, once again, a beautiful, uh, as someone who's <laughs> very eager to say that series, uh, series franchises, con- things that continue should end and should be more comfortable with the idea of things ending. I do think then that 2018 is a beautiful continuation of its previous Greek saga. Um, Agree. Yeah, it, it made ways for a reason. The one game of the year over Red Dead Redemption 2, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, for a reason, and yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, yeah. You, I, it was so significant, and I have to agree that I it, I had to cro- remove a game from my list and add this one, and it made a lot more sense than the game that was previously there, which we will not speak of. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to ask then. Uh, you go ahead. Um, another one which I think... Uh, I think it's on the list, let's be honest. Elden Ring. Uh, oh, fuck, yeah. How can I forget good old Elden Ring? It's, um, it's really special. That's the third and final, the third and final bias. There's also going to be a FromSoft bias. <laughs> FromSoft, Paradox, and Bioware. Unlike IGN, who were too cowardly to admit they had a tremendous Nintendo bias. Tremendous. I, uh, tremendous. I am honest and upfront I am flawed, but I have purpose. Uh, Elden Ring, I uh, stay tuned for Elden Ring for more Elden Ring writing. Uh, first, I can guarantee the writing, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we will do an episode on the DLC that's come out. Absolutely, um, like, yes. An excuse to talk more about Elden Ring. Why not? Yes, because <laughs> I have notes that I didn't get to put into the <laughs> um, quite uh, elaborative and research notes, uh, ironically about romantic revisionism and like alchemy and stuff and mm. i kind of like forced that into 10 minutes because john needed to go 
uh, <laughs> you're right, John. Don't worry about it. But uh, <laughs> that was I was like, ah, oh, shit. I've been going. I, th- I thought we would have them for like twenty more minutes, but then John needed to go, which is totally fine and understandable. And he's a more responsible adult than I am. Uh, <laughs> kudos to him. But yeah, Eldering, yes, cross off the list. Your turn. Ooh, uh, am I gonna do the obvious one then? Um, one that I think I would like to think is on both our list as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, since that's that's now the meta of this episode. <laughs> um, that sells. Ooh, interesting. I I really like that game. I think I I either haven't gotten good enough or haven't connected with it that much as a roguelite yet. Um, to have it in my list, but I have immense respect for it. It really is a fantastic game, uh, but sadly, it's not on my list as much as I like that game, and I'm still playing it. Okay, okay. Um, for me, it's on the list because it was the first game that I played that understood the elements of Souls-like, which, once again, is a terminology that's fraught with peril, um, <laughs> but on that understood what makes souls likes souls likes uh games that are mainly produced by FromSoft studios mm-hmm. it cracked the code on that one and did it in a fundamentally different playstyle a 2 day a 2d dungeon crawler mm-hmm. and so and, and also because it's owned by its workers the studio yeah. that it produces twin motion so shout out to them absolutely um, yeah so that's why it's on my list i uh, love it and it did a Castlevania DLC that I still have to get into. It's really good. I've not finished that DLC yet, but it's really good. I barely finished That's the main game. Is... <laughs> it's very right. hard. It's not an easy game. Okay. Go on. <laughs> um, to, to follow that trend, I think it's an obvious one. Uh, Binding of Isaac. Binding of Isaac Rebirth, which was the re-release version from 2014, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it had the DLCs and stuff. It's just... Probably my first roguelite, and it really marked a period for me. It's like, Christ, these games are good. And I played others. I I got into as well. I got I got into Dead Cells as well re- more recently in re- recent years. I played a lot of Enter the Gungeon. I, I really like ha- that. But I think Isaac and you know obviously Hades um, are the big sticking points for me. Right? Um, I think Isaac executed it really, really well. And in a way that I could connect with. Like apparently Spelunky, both one and two, are excellent games. And I've read, saw a lot about it. I couldn't get into it. I couldn't connect with it. So I, I respect those games. I think they are great. But like I think I'm making my choices of like these are games that like connected with me. And it's like sticking with me years on. Yeah, I recognize the influence. Um, I sadly never played it. Fair enough. So I'm not one to judge on the, on oh you, you I didn't play this you didn't play this I'm not the person to judge that Christ I am but for content fair so. enough <laughs> I respect that tend to you know what let me let me be my my annoying coy contrarian self something a game that's very a game that I think is not on your list but might be hmm. I can definitely say something that I know is not on your list <laughs> of course. But, Throw me a curveball. Enter the Gungeon is on my list. Oh, nice. <laughs> is it on yours or? It, I don't think it is. Let me let me double ah, check. Ah, fuck. Okay. Yeah, well, Enter the Gungeon is on my list for the exact reasons Frank just talked about, about Binding of Isaac. <laughs> um, I could have very easily played Binding of Isaac as well instead of Enter the Gungeon. The aesthetic um, 
of oh, it's Enter the Gungeon so good. is a bit so, more, so iconic. Uh, yeah, the aesthetic of Enter the Gungeon is a bit more my uh, spiel. Well, by, by, I am Binding a Christian, of Isaac's, aren't I? <laughs> well, Binding of Isaac, it's uh, adaptation. Once again, I'm sure it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm not that type <laughs> of guy. But I was at first a bit at first about it because like, this doesn't look like a good representation of the Binding of Isaac story, actually. It probably um, not. <laughs> so then, then call it anything else. Um, yeah, anyway. But uh, yeah, so uh, Enter the Gungeon is on my list, but not on yours, so I failed. Go ahead. <laughs> um, oh, oh yeah, no, th- this is one that's easy. Let- let's let's go simple. Hollow Knight. Ooh, yeah, I let me check the little quick. Yes. Thank God. Um, I the I've never I've never played Metroid, and I've played very few Metroidvanias really. So, um, Hollow Knight uh, was like one of it wasn't the first one that is elsewhere on the list, but is was a game like a Metroidvania like hit every right note for me, of like exploration, of discovery, of. Uh, an interesting story and an enga- engaging characters and Amazing such a soundtrack. solid aesthetics, great soundtrack, and you can make your map. You can draw the map of the world. I love that. It's oh, I I, we I love, love maps Hollow here at HBM. We do. We we are a certified bunch of map lovers. Yes, we do love them. Yeah. No. Uh, what can I say? Hollow Knight. If if Hades didn't exist, Hollow Knight will be my favorite. That type of game. Wow. I don't know if I can link it to Hades because Hades makes a very, uh, makes a t- couple distinct conscious design choices mm-hmm. from Hollow Knight. But yeah, Hollow Knight is, yeah, is up there for me, definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't know if top 10, but it makes it, it makes a good shot at it. I it does. Say. I think it does for my, for me too. <laughs> I guess close. Um, let's see. Okay. Well, let's cheat then uh, to regain some of my pride. Bloodborne, <laughs> of course. Yeah, okay. Like, come on, it's it's my first from software game as well, uh, and like uh, the aesthetics. It's a game that I love to death. I love its story. I love its setting. I love its characters. I love everything about it. But it's such a dread, dreadful experience to play it because I'm not that good at it, and it's kind of tense and kind of scary. So I have mixed feelings about I'm playing that. I'm impressed you game. finished it because it, it's pretty scary. Um, I think for you. No I offense. I knew all about it when I played it. Like I knew about the lore. Oh. I had seen everything yeah. about it. Uh, it. It's good from software in terms of like you're usually responsible for your own jump scares. That's like oh you missed this enemy you idiot. Now it jumped up behind you and it's like ah. So you know th- those are th- of course there are other ones, but these th- those are minor. These are the big ones. Are it's like oh you weren't paying attention, were you? <laughs> Check mm. this out. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, Bloodborne. Uh, what can I say? <laughs> uh, yeah, I talk a bit about Bloodborne on the uh, Elden Ring episode. Uh, Ash agreed with me, and uh, I'm pretty sure John as well. I'm not quite sure. I think so. Uh, but I believe well, Ash. I mean... Ash agreed with me, so I'm right. Fuck you guys. If you think I'm wrong, <laughs> Ash agrees with me. Nobody <laughs> doesn't matter. Invalidated. Ash agrees with me. Um, <laughs> or John, and one of them. But that's enough already. Probably both. You know? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> well, I, I, I wouldn't flatter myself like that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, more about Bloodborne in the future. I'm yes. sure. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, your turn? I'm going to throw a not very curveball. Star Ooh. Wars The Force Unleashed. 
Oh, really? I thought I was gonna be. I was gonna open up the Star Wars bias, but sadly, <laughs> uh, the fourth bias. By the way, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only other Star Wars game for me. Again, pro this I think was the first PS3 game I've ever played and had. Really? Pro uh, it's either this or Mirror's Edge. Pro maybe both, but possibly this one. Play the demo a lot, and it's just. It's a great mix of Star Wars and hack and slash in a way that makes it connect and makes it hit, and you chop people's limbs off. Uh, what more can you say? Uh, so it's just a lot of fun. Is uh, the second one is sadly weird and really short. Uh, a very weird game. The first one certified banger, I think. I think it's um, as as our resident Star Wars scholar. You are. Um, what I like about Force Unleashed is that it marks an ending in a certain type of Star Wars product. Um, as in Star Wars being allowed to be weird and play with its own conceptions a bit. Yeah. Once again, as deep and uh, profoundly philosophical as Coder 2 was, Star Wars Force Unleashed was that from a gameplay perspective. Yeah. It was like, well, this is what you always wanted to do, wasn't it? What if you turn everything up to the max? And I respect it because the thing that I often say is that it goes, it shoots from the moon. And if it only comes halfway there, I respect you for it. But I don't like you build in that ceiling. Um, of course, I'm not talking about literal material production <laughs> goals. You need, you need the ceiling for that. You do. <laughs> Star Citizen. <laughs> Star Citizen. Um, so you know nice. that's uh, that's that's a whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. Charged people ten thousand euros for a ship—that's a normal thing to do, not weird. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, uh, the Force Unleashed, played by a guy who voices Darth Maul in animated stuff, <laughs> and is a—he himself is like a big Star Wars nerd as well, <laughs> and I can see that it was like such a passion project for the, uh, that guy. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, once again, you can pull a Star Destroyer from space. Done. Moving on. You um, can. <laughs> although that's not necessarily a fun sequence. Although it's very, very cool. Uh, shut up, Frank. It's not um, a fun sequence to play through. I will die really on this hill. It, it really isn't. Uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I watched the trailer of that game when the trailer was came out. And I like was so hyped for that game as a child. Anyway, uh, <laughs> my turn. Yes. My turn. Uh, to know to 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 cheat a little to to, to <laughs> cheat a little, uh, a game that I really love and have a profound uh, experience with, Gary's Mod. Good choice, good choice. But it's I'm cheating because it's not a game; it's a platform. It's, it's uh, it, it counts as a game on Steam, single game I, on Steam, it, which it, is it, not a bad it, criteria. It, precisely, but I love uh, more about that in another piece of writing that I might be doing somewhere in the future. Um, I love this. I love the creation of platforms. Yeah, that you then can utilize in such wild ways. Um, it's it's a, quite an anarchist philosophy to games. I would argue, yeah, <laughs> uh, functionally at least. Well, you know, if you know it, you know it. Um, if you don't know it, then I there's no need for me to start. There's no this, time you know. to explain. Yeah, uh, you can essentially play all kinds of games. In that game, um, if you know how to design it, yeah. So yeah, once again, it's literally just a bunch of cool video game variant of Lego pieces that you can splash together yourself. Yeah. Um, that sounds a bit too easy, uh, <laughs> but still, you know, uh, I love it for us. 
it was Valve and Valve was still kind of cool and trying to push the envelope in certain directions that I still uh, structurally admire, even though they have drifted very far from that. Yeah. Once again, I don't cheer on companies, but I recognize talents and the utilization yeah. of it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, go ahead. Uh, I am going to, uh, following that same trend, I'm going to choose one which is not really, n nothing's equivalent to Gary's mod, but my closest equivalent, which is the Little Big Planet series. I'll choose two, possibly, uh, because I think it's the one I played the most. I played one, two, and three, but uh, I think two, one or two is the one I played the most. And it's just such a fun, open kind of platform. Yeah, there's the story levels and such, but there's su just such the idea of a community building levels and creating their own stories and creating other stuff and creating such weird narratives. I remember playing a couple of levels that I, I always went back to play. They were simple, they were silly, but they were just such fun. And they amalgamated and incorporated such different concepts and things. And of course, it, it kind of went in some stuff because you could, similar to Fall Guys today, kind of put push anything with it. So there was like a Marvel Heroes DLC. There was a Pirates of the Caribbean DLC. There was a, a Metal Gear Solid DLC. And... To be honest, they were all pretty good. Uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean added water mechanics, so I can't complain. But the Marvel wasn't was fine. The, the Metal Gear Solid added a paint gun as a weapon, so it made it gave the gun a weapon, or the game a weapon, so it was pretty good too. But anyway, it was kind of like that, and it was just such fun. You could design the character and customize and, and put clothes on it, and customize the clothes with stickers and stuff. It was a really, really neat thing. Really respected for it. Yeah, I have fond memories of it. Sadly, it died a quick death in my social circle because people wanted to go back to Modern Warfare. So, you know. Ah. But I had fun a couple of times. A couple of friends hanging out with me and we, like, had fun uh, drowning each other. So that, that was fun. We did um, too. Yes, yeah, <laughs> just fucking over each other. It's Those games are great in general, I would say. Yeah, agreed. Um, Co-op. What's not to love? I, um, I managed to play a an early demo version of Little Big Planet 3 at, a, at, a, at the Brazilian... Uh, game show, which is like a Brazil big Brazilian games conference, uh, where I was like, I was watching a, like a presentation about a little bit Planet Free before it came out, and I managed to play a, a section of the game before it came out. It was pretty cool. Okay, sick. Uh, moving on. I'm so sorry. Frank. No, no, I just wanted to share that quick <laughs> anecdote. <laughs> of course, you're more than welcome to. Um, uh, your turn, right? Oh no, oh, you no. a little bit Planet <laughs> me. Okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, um, um, Limbo. It's on my list. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. It's Limbo. Uh, it's Limbo. I would say the first uh, the first of a generation of 2D side-scrollers yeah. that employed interesting 3D functionality in a 2D setting. There you go. That's my little hot take uh, mechanically. Uh, yeah. From a mechanical analytical perspective. Other than that, it has great cohesion with style, gameplay, uh, aesthetic, style, slash, whatever. I'm uh, I'm gonna jump on that train and add mine, which might be on your list, uh, but it's it's all is incredible on its own right. It's Thomas was alone. Oh, it's not. No. Oh, but fair enough. It's it. You're, Never played it. You're really. It's yes, simple but really fun, and it's a solid platformer, by the way. But you're effectively colored blocks, and it's a platformer. But there's uh, such a good narration an incredible story for being colored blocks so 
I I recommend it. I strongly recommend Thomas Was Alone. It's it's really good, and I think it it deserves a place on my list. Okay. Okay. Um, gonna toss a meme one in here. Uh, <laughs> Pong. Fair enough. Fair enough. OG first game. <laughs> one of the first games ever. Uh, that's a, a bit of a joke. It's a big cheat, but, but you know, it's not a bad one. Um, uh, it's it's just putting push, pushing a ball back and forth. It's good. It is. Uh, so influential as well because Space Invader was like you know a thing that took a note from it. Christ, that I mechanic could... and mm. yeah, I may have to revise another spot on my list. Carry on. <laughs> Editing on the go, professional podcast. No hey. Um, your turn, right? I said Pong. Yeah. Um, let let me follow that. Asteroids. Um. Oh, okay. Such a such a cool game. I've played many versions of it in remastered versions. I've never played an, an actual Atari version of it. But it's so iconic. It's so simple. And there's been so many uh, incorporations and, I should we say, like upgraded versions of it. The one that springs to mind is Super Stardust Ultra Deluxe. Something like that. Or Super Stardust Deluxe HD. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like an upgraded asteroids with like different kinds and ice and gold asteroids and you have like a fire and an icebreaker weapon and a regular weapon for asteroids and there are enemies and bosses. So it's kind of like the upgrade of that. But it's just so good and so fun. It's it's asteroids. Well, it, I I can't say anything more. It's asteroids. I the yeah. bias you'll find on my list is my love for for a handful of game developers and oh, just cool. a dear, ungodly-like passion for a, a type of sci-fi for ships and weird stuff and just in a way that has influenced who I am as a person today. And Asteroids, I didn't think about it before, definitely plays a part in that. Sick, sick. Um, yeah, moving on. Not Nothing to add to that. Carry on. Um, well, let's get this one out of the way. Uh, one that I think Frank might be slightly disappointed with me with. Telltale The Walking Dead Season 1. I respect that. Um, I do respect it. I don't care about The Walking Dead, even remotely. <laughs> but I went through that experience. Uh, I found it very profound. Simple, yet effective. Great voice. Amazing voice acting. Yeah, I played. I had a profound experience with it because it was Telltale's first really big hit. Yeah. Yes, uh, Sam and Max was out there, but you know, it was kind of an indie thing it wasn't really and yeah. a lot of people were just suddenly talking about the Telltale game Walking Dead and I was like I don't care about The Walking Dead and then I was like no it's great it's a great narrative experience I was like sure I'll play a comic book for a bit <laughs> uh, The Walking Dead series is originally a comic book but yes I, I would argue that Telltale's gameplay model is an interactive comic book yeah you know it, the page is going to turn and the things that are on the next page are going to happen but how they happen can uh, uh, can be up to you. Yeah. And I think that's fine. I think that's great. I think um, tell, the way people talk about Tales is like, oh, you should be able to make any choice all uh, at all times. That's good role-playing. It isn't. <laughs> also, totally mechanically bullshit. Impossible. <laughs> uh, cool that you don't know how anything works. Great. Um, yeah. I... Th- that. There's no narrative there to roleplay with. You can make any choice at all time, by the way. That's how that works. I, um, I'd add to there, there's a, a marketing issue of like, it is, a cho- is it a choice-based narrative gameplay thing? Only slightly. Only slightly. Broadly speaking, not as much. So 
but but uh, no no qualms about Walking Dead season one. It's I think it's a generational experience. Like my friends played it, everyone was playing it. I didn't play it. I didn't care for it. I don't care about horror that much. Uh, no, my mistake. I care about horror. I didn't then, and but I didn't interact with it, and still don't. So that uh, that. Um, to call it horror is, is maybe well never mind we don't need to get into it. your turn <laughs> uh you mentioned it you you set me up so i'm gonna i'm gonna use that uh simon max the devil story box the first okay. proper adventure game i've played because telltale made adventure games they made a very good back to the future adventure game which doesn't exist anywhere for you to purchase which i'm kind of disappointed about it was pretty fun um but yeah devil story box was my first adventure game experience and I wasn't good at it, but I had fun. And I've, in recent years, I've been playing more adventure games. So I'm like, so good. Well, the the <laughs> the Lucas Arts one mostly. I'm not playing the fucking Sierra ones where you can die at any time. Though that's a masochistic experience. But yeah, no, Devil's Toy Box is just Simon Max is such a weird fucking thing. And it's like it's uh, Simon Max aren't, but kind of are a cab because they're. The freelance police, which uh, kind of it's a little on the nose, don't you think? About and they're pretty terrible. They're awful, uh, which is great because uh, police is awful. Anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, Left for Dead too. I respect that. I, I, it's it's an obvious one. I think again, the experiences I've had with people playing the game par are a thing in its own league. Uh, love it. I love every game with a great big mod community. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. I, I'm going to excuse myself to say uh, I've never played it and I've like bought it a couple months ago. Okay. But I, I haven't played it much either. But like I, I know what Left 4 Dead 2 is. It's definitely one of the best games of all time. Um, it's it, it's as you put it, right? Like It's an incomparable kind of experience. Uh, multiplayer one yeah. and just all the mods, all the maps, all the stuff. It's there's nothing back more to when say. Was, yeah, back when Valve was still interesting in pushing the envelope of gaming, hmm. uh, which right. is an era that you know, I'm not a Valve fanboy, um, but I will recognize once again. I'll recognize talent. Yeah, but again, uh, like I, I recognize it, but I've never had that those experiences with it. Maybe watching videos, but again, it's not I'm not playing, so that's why it's not on my list. That's uh, another big big gap of it. Alright, your turn. Oh, my turn. Uh, let's throw something weird. Trash Panic. Okay, yeah, I don't even know what that is. So. so it's a weird indie game that I bought on PS3 after playing the demo, where effectively trash comes out. Yeah, like you, the big trash can, and you need to stuff items that come in, and the scale gets progressively bigger to the point where you're pushing like buildings and clouds and oil rigs. And you can put bombs and blow the stuff out of the trash can. And you can do both an eco-friendly and uh, eco-not-so-friendly playthrough where you Uh do decomposition instead of burning and exploding stuff. Really complex kind of game. I love it to death. It sounds like an elaborate metaphor for capitalism so far. It does. It it really does. And it is really (laughs) interesting about it. Um, it. It's... Again, PS3 game, and it's just, mwah, I love it, love it, love it. Like, watch a video, see something about it. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. 
um, that that's a good criteria for my games. A lot of stuff like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, I'm in. That's that's uh, how I, I like my games most of the time. Another one that's not going to surprise and it fits within the bias. Uh, Sekiro. Of course. Um, of course. A beautiful take on uh, a beautiful exploration on Buddhist philosophy, mm-hmm. which is a uh, which is like this thread that weaves that is woven throughout multiple FromSoft games. Uh, Sekiro openly does it by literally inserting these things as they are, uh, by fictionalizing the Japanese setting, but still calling Japan. I believe I'm quite sure. <laughs> but um, it's it's been a while. Um, I've not played it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I figured you haven't. Um, <laughs> a very interesting take. Once again, love the Dark Souls series, but I once again I will always find the spin off, the more focused direction, more direct aim, uh, way from self approaches like Elden Ring, Bloodborne, and Sekiro. That's why these are all three games on the list. Fair. Um, I, I like that always better than the. Uh, flagship model Dark Souls has become for them. Not anymore, but, you know, it used to be. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Sekiro, your turn. Ooh, let's uh, let's go for a somewhat... Mm, maybe not so obvious. Batman Arkham City. Oh, okay. Um, is that... Uh, it's... Uh, I, I think it's... It's distinct, but kind of tied with Arkham Asylum for the best Arkham games. Um, I couldn't play Asylum. Asylum's too much of a horror game. City's more of an action game. Um, so I uh, played Arkham City. I could, I watched a couple of Scarecrow sequences of Arkham Asylum and had nightmares for a while. That's the kind of person I am. Oh, so, oh. Well, maybe not nightmares, but insomnia, which is still pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I, I love Arkham City. I played most of them. I played... Origins. I've played Arkham Knight. Um, City is the one of the most fun and interesting, and has a lot of variety to it. I tried to go back to it not that long ago, mm. and sadly, didn't really enjoy my time. Fair enough. Didn't give it a proper chance either. Admittedly, mm. <laughs> um, I was there. Yeah, I don't know. I I need to like catch a vibe with the game for me to replay it. And sadly, I would have given it a fair shot if I didn't have a very long list of acquired games uh, that demand my attention first. Fair enough. So, yeah, I need to hit the, the, the good spot right away. Otherwise, I'm like, ah, eh, never mind. And it's quite a large game, so yeah. But yeah, it's it's heralded as one of the best, um, the best renditions of open-world sandbox games. Just going to move on. No, uh, sounds, time. sounds reasonable, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't have any Batman games on my list. Uh, I'm, huh. I'm chagrined to admit. I think that's the only one. On... No, th- there's there's another one actually. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. You'll see. That Origins, right? No, no, it's not. An... not uh, there's only this game? Arkham game. You'll find out. Oh well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a meme one, even though it's going to sound like a meme one because it has the uh, it's the game with the most memes. Um, not very good ones, but they're there. Among Us. Fair. Because the time of it came out, the, t- the you know what it was, it was a cultural phenomenon for a reason. Yeah. Uh, during the Corona pandemic, um, I support this very small team of cr- people that made the game free on mobile during that time, in yeah. period in time. Um, there are so many. I wouldn't have blamed them if they made like five bucks or something. 
Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't that popular, and as a small studio, I get, I get it. The fact that they didn't, uh, kudos to them. Your turn. Ooh, um, I'm gonna choose, and I, I'll have to figure out something to take out of my list in a moment. But uh, to get a game from from that very studio, um, that they they re-released it, although they weren't, I think, the original developers. The Henry Stickman Collection. It's like a point, weird okay. point-and-click um, series of games that were originally Flash-based or like Newgrounds and stuff. And I, for some reason, found them, played them, and they were just so much, so weird and so fun and just genuinely silly and cheery. And I'm a fan of those. So uh, the Henry Stickman Collection, which you can have on Steam, and has a bonus game as well. It's like, because there were... There's a very tiny one. There are three others, I think, which are like escape the pri- um escape the prison, rob the vet museum, okay. or steal the diamond, uh, escape the complex. No, no, destroy the airship. So there's four, and there's a fifth one, which is like uh, something, uh, destroy the missile, something like that. Uh, they're great. I, I strongly recommend it. It's okay. just silly fun, stupid amount of references. It, they were Newgrounds games, um, mm-hmm. so still really fun, really, really thing, important thing for me. I didn't play them, so I got up and that. I'm so sorry. Fair enough. But to elaborate a bit on what you were saying, um, the only st- Stickman-esque game on my list, uh, Nithug. Ooh, good choice. Uh, I had stupid fun with the game. It's so simple. It is. So violent, crazy, everything. Uh, Love it. Still play it sometimes. Good choice. Um, Yeah, your turn. Ooh, let's pick another weird game, which I just think is such fun and so well-conceived. The Deadly Tower of Monsters. Um, Once again, I'm lost. It's like a top-down adventure game. uh, Adventure shooter puzzle game thing metroidvania-esque um but the whole premise is like this was a cult sci-fi classic and you're like playing the documentary for it so like the 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 original director who's a bit of a dick or quite a dick is talking about the stuff that you're watching and it's silly and it's like a goofy 70s 60s 70s 80s movie uh aesthetic and it's very weird, and it's just so much fun. It's um, it's great. I I, I recommend the Deadly Tower of Monsters. Once again, nothing to add because I didn't play it. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're you're gonna find some uh, the, the the bias that you're gonna find is weird stuff without a, a clear coherence. Uh, let me counter that with like some more well trotted ground. Um, <laughs> I wrote down Dark Souls one or three. It's gonna be one. <laughs> sure. I didn't decide. It's gonna be one. This is one for obvious reasons. We don't need to get into. I think. I. Progenitor, I've uh, never played a Dark Souls game. Yeah, that still baffles me. I'm sorry. Um, no, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Um, progenitor of the of the flagship product of FromSoft. Yeah. It's so influential. Yes, Demon Demon Souls preceded it, and so did Kingsfield. Yeah, sure, sure. Like, <laughs> cool that you check Wikipedia. Um, we all know Dark Souls One was the big one, the first big one. Yeah. Elden Ring was the truly the first big one, as in one million concurrent players or something like insane. There's no FromSoft game that ever like you know hit that hit those numbers. Yeah, it generated like you know a meme, the Dark Souls of because people lacked 
the language and terminology to phrase what darks what, what once again what was so compelling about these kind of games yeah so that's it from south by <laughs> is over i'm so sorry uh <laughs> four whole games on the list that's quite a bit um um, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose this one, which I'm sure is on your list, and we we're just gonna like, yep, and we're gonna move on because uh, this is a game that we're obviously gonna touch soon enough. <sighs> you you probably know what it is. It's Disco Elysium, detectives, communism, yep. hope. What more can I say? Latins, Estonians. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody recently translated the book that was like foundation over the game to English. I still need to read it. Uh, yeah, but um, we are going to talk about this game. We will, obviously. We might have inadvertently hinted at... Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, this Coliseum is also on my list, crossing that off. Moving on. Hmm, my first, uh, but not only, horror game on the list. Um, Alien Isolation. Oh, interesting. Amazing graphical design. It, the graphics still look beautiful, I would argue. They do. The human faces are a bit, uh, whatever. But <laughs> the game looks gorgeous. It does. Um, I don't like its save point mechanisms, mm. but I understand. But they at least responsibly incorporate it into gameplay. Mm-hmm. Which, if you do that, I, I'm willing to play ball. Fair enough. It, it was. It's one of the few horror games that I could easily watch. It's the only horror movie I've ever seen. Uh, Alien. Alien. Yeah, because I could. It was still a harrowing experience. But despite me knowing all that was going to happen, I was still tense. Uh, but because I, it was so detached, so alien, a and distant, that I was like, I can uh, dissociate from it entirely without any issue. I can sleep at night. So, and I did. Sick, sick, sick. Uh, your turn. Um, weird one, but maybe not that weird. Katamari Damacy, um, the real oh, version, no, uh, I think, because it's, uh, it's it's more polished. It's fun. It's the ultimate comfort game. It's weird it's one of the weirdest concepts and games I've ever played so much fun and such an incredible fucking soundtrack as well like it's just it's fun to roll stuff up and make a big ball yeah that's that's all I can say about it it's wonderful alright yeah I've never played it but I'm quite familiar with it uh, well beloved by a decent group of people so I can see why I recommend it yeah, it's, it's just so much fun it's relation it's understanding its relation to its own space and dynamics is really fascinating. Yeah. I, I will say. <laughs> uh, yeah. Moving on to once again balance out Frank a little bit. Some <laughs> let's pick something mainstream. A tremendous franchise whose owner is in a bit hot waters right now. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. It's on my list. The only Assassin's Creed that I have on here. I lo- I loved it when it came out. Yes, Ubisoft model boring, but it wasn't that. <laughs> It wasn't that trampled to death yet. Exactly. Um, I would love to do... uh, I can't write about it, but I might find a way to insert the cognitive dissonance of the Assassin's Creed player and fan base uh, into an episode because it's a fascinating phenomenon. But anyway, um, yeah, I I love it. I I love Renaissance Italy. That's not the love. Exactly. Yeah, simple. Uh, you know, you, you get to kill the Pope. What more can you? No, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Frank. Sorry. Um, You're fine. It's, uh, <laughs> even though it didn't stuck to the landing, uh, I would say it's, once again, Assassin's Creed Two and Assassin's Creed Brotherhood is the same game for me because they they are so clearly go over in one another. Yeah. 
Brotherhood's probably better, though. Yeah, mechanically, Brotherhood perfected a bunch of the elements. Uh, Added some unwanted elements to it as well. Yeah. It's considering uh, maybe uh, Black Flag, but then I was like, no, it's not a good Assassin's Creed game, actually. It's a good pirate and game. I love me some she shanties, and I love boats. Big boats, I cannot lie. And it's, um, it's, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, they've been trying to write that a fun pirate moment forever now. Um, <laughs> that game Skull and Bones is gonna get another public beta somehow. I don't know why. Nobody is interested in the game, I think. That but, game's okay, never gonna come out. I don't know, Frank. I think it will, but it will be a fucking mess because a uh, shareholder. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're, they're experiencing some troubles right now. Um, stock price as well as funding as well. Never mind. Hmm. If you work there, please unionize. Please do. Please, please unionize. Uh, yeah, so your turn. I'm, uh, I'm gonna put, I think, the only other Ubisoft. No, no, I, th- I think that's wrong. But, uh, the other one of the other more mainstream Ubisoft games, uh, I'm gonna put Watch Dogs 2, I think. Um, because I, I, I like the Watch Dogs franchise, it's not necessarily good, and I'm not entirely sure they're good games, but they each do interesting things that I like. One is a terrible fucking story that's bland to shit, but there's some interesting side experiences in minigame stuff that's just that gives you like an open space to play around. Two is a lot more silly in the way that's doing stuff, and it's a quite more enjoyable experience, I think. Legion is quite it's closer to the open world, but it's doing something very different, and I still think it's very fun with a lot of gaps though. But uh, yeah, I I like the Watch Dogs franchise, and I'm gonna say two. But I'm gonna say the Watch Dogs franchise as a whole, frankly. That's me, my big cheat. I am gonna recommend you check out Noah Caldwell Gervais's video on Watch Dogs. Will do. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, he makes a great joke about like, and now the hacking shifts from general hacking into plot-focused hacking, and that's a great way to <laughs> describe Watch Dogs One: plot-focused hacking from the most serious guy alive. Um, yeah, that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, I have not a Ubisoft game on here, but it's not uh, Watch Dogs. It's not Assassin's Creed. But uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, uh, <laughs> hold off. Talk about it right now. Yeah, you mm. know, it's just a callback, callback. Yeah, okay. To cross this franchise off the list as well, God of War three. Fair enough. Fair a fucking enough. Beautiful epitome of hack and slash. A yeah. tremendous finale to a utterly very Greek. A well understanding of Greek tragedy what makes Greek tragedies Greek tragedies yes um, it's yes. comprehensive uh, in, uh, well this is the whole series but it's comprehensive well it's comprehensive encompassing of Greek mythology just kiss um, do they have they age well in certain parts not really but no. once again because it has aged so poorly this elevates God of War 2018 so yeah. you know and the things that it deals with. So it, it has a sort of coder one, coder two relation, less philosophical, more d- dramatic and psychological, but sure. Uh, you, you, you go ahead. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to go with maybe not an obvious one, but I think, I think it's probably on your list or you're going to recognize the value of it. Night in the Woods. Ooh. I have watched people play that. I've never played it myself. It's pretty fun. It's really interesting. 
it's just yeah. good anti-capitalist adventures in small town USA. That's how I defined it. My weird game, then. My turn. My turn to be weird. Just um, one? Kind Words. I think I heard that game. Hold it's on. a, it's a game. Okay, go on. No, no, carry on, carry on talking as I look. It's it a up. game that which gameplay is writing kind things to other people that you don't know or don't see. Oh. Um, you just send letters, and you can answer a letter. You can try. Uh, you can send out a message, and you can respond to it. You can respond to those messages of other people who have sent out messages. And say something nice to them in the hopes that they will read that. And if you like what you read, you give the other person a sticker. Huh, nice. Um, and you can put that sticker in your room, and that's it. I love its concept is, that's just using gaming as a platform of psycho- psychological alleviation. Yeah, yeah. It shows the very promising potentiality of interactive media. Yes. Uh, I would say. It's also a very non-gamer game because, you know, gamers are known for yelling slurs over Xbox Live. And this is quite the direct antithetical antithesis to that. Yeah. I used to play it every so often to just write some nice stuff to people uh, now and then. Yeah. I don't do it anymore, sadly. But uh, Good choice, though. Good choice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's, yeah, okay. Stopping there. Go on. (laughs) Um... It's th- this one. I, I I think it's um, I think somewhat obvious. Cuphead. I I think it oh. it really takes something incredible out of a such a, a you know a, a cartoony old school cartoony visual, and just runs with it to make a very complex and interesting boss battle or game that is fucking difficult and it is awesome. In great soundtrack, by the way, and you know astonishing immaculate visuals. I. It's great. Yeah. No, what's what? What more can I say? It does its own Netflix series. It did. Um, <laughs> and I think it's the right genre for once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing else to add for that. Uh, love me a elaborative co-op game. Yeah. And a game that understands its own aesthetics um, and style. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, fuck it. The, the other Ubisoft game. <laughs> Prince of Persia, Sense of Time. Fair enough. I said that I used to play the arcade version of those games <laughs> and was like, oh, there's a 3D version of it now. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and he wasn't good enough at the combat, but very great at the running puzzle stuff. Nice. Yeah. And so we had this back and forth, like, I'll do the fighting. You, you help me out with the puzzles. And back and forth we go. Not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't. All right. Uh, which reminds me we need to do an episode on video game movies sometimes Uh, that's going to be a series I think as well that will definitely Uh, be a series Uh, Christ quivering in anticipation but if you're listening and you want to put in a suggestion uh, for that come hit us up on the on the whatever you like Blue Sky Uh, Blue Sky uh, if you need to you can still hit us up on X fucking hate it Discord whatever yeah Yeah. anyway go on um, okay, I am going to go with uh, my other Ubisoft game, Rayman Revolution 2. Fuck, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, sure. I'm a big Rayman fan. It's so silly. And the recent 2D ones... Someone needs to be. ...are really good. I, I like Rayman. Is it his hair? Are those his ears? Who knows? It's a weird creature who fights pirate robots. Sure, let's go with that. That's fun. And it is. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, <laughs> I, I have played some Rayman games. I wouldn't know the names of them. I had one on the Game Boy Advanced. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's long. I got no games on the Game Boy Advance, I believe. <laughs> Fair enough. Game a Game Boy adjacent uh, Nintendo game that's on here. Because I didn't have a Nintendo game yet, I would say. Pokemon Colosseum. Oh, what is that one? Uh, it's a a 3D Pokemon. The fir- one of the first 3D Pokemon games. Oh. And you could like, you know, they, they took turns fighting each other, but this was back when we just had sprites on the Game Boy, uh, on the Game Boys. Oh, <laughs> uh, this was a Nintendo GameCube game. Ah, the GameCube. Th- they were, you know, they were given form, and you could like, you know, pick any of the first generation of Pokemon, which is the only generation of Pokemon that I followed. Yeah, <laughs> and have warm memories about. That's all. Fair. I um I have never played a Pokemon game, but I have played. The next best substitute, Cassette Beasts. Oh it's, my god. <laughs> it's, it's a recent game. Uh, it's a Pokemon-esque game uh, with a very distinct, clear aesthetic, very interesting world building, uh, eldritch monstrosities. Huzzah! And uh, just great fun. And I don't need to go over thousands of fucking Pokemon. I can just go with this. Very ni- nice key. Very nice graphs. Like, okay, these are the powers and how they connect. You can always check that. And it's fun. It, it's got a great soundtrack. It's it's excellent. It As someone who has never played a Pokemon game, that was an excellent experience, and that's why it, it ranks in my 100. Damn, okay. Frank with the bootleg Pokemon. Love it. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> one could say one. One could say two. I have a hard time separating the two. But I went with two. Stanley Parable 2. Uh, uh, a be- yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> the uh, a beautiful um, anti-sequel commentary while still preserving the original. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, 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 love? The, the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, which is Stanley Parable uh, yeah. 2, is definitely yeah. on my list. It's... I loved it, although I hadn't played it before, and now I've been playing it, and God, I love it so fucking much. Like, again, this is a bold statement, but I think it's, in what it's trying to do, it's a perfect fucking game. Just a perfect fucking game. Quite, yes. <laughs> and I love that they did it again. Exactly. Later on, and observing all the things that have been said about it, and playing with those notions is an... Uh, an endeavor that I can only like uh, tip my non-existent hat to. So go ahead. <laughs> they interact with reviews from the previous game. Who does that? Yes. Who does that <laughs> inside your game? It's it's metalinguistics. It's hilarity. It's absurd. It's Sally Parable. Um, yeah, I- in in a, in a uh, ecosystem of very bad absurdism, very bad meta commentary is a shining beacon of how to do those things and still be funny. Yeah. It's it's a video game that knows what a video game is and fucks around with it and with you as a player so much. Uh, that's why we love it. <laughs> Speaking of fucking around, Untitled Goose Game, Chaos and Geese. Oh, I am disappointed. Why? I put it on there. It should be. It should be. Yeah, well, I forgot. <laughs> Fair enough. 
I recently reinstalled it on my PlayStation uh, because it's in the uh, it's in the collection of PlayStation games with PlayStation Plus. Yeah, yeah, it's great fun. <laughs> um, yeah. What what else can I say? Um, uh, despite it being Australian, I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, uh, back to Nintendo real quick. Of course, uh, Mario Kart Eight. Fair enough. For fun experience, enough. fun with friends. Not a big Mario guy, but it's one of the few Mario games on here. I think it's a good, solid, sensible choice. Thank you. I think I may have played uh, it once with my ex, XX. <laughs> so, uh, sev- some seven years ago at this point. Okay, okay. Yeah, no. It's been a long while for me as well. I let someone play my Switch, and that someone uh, broke the Joy-Con. Mm. It's notoriously easy to do on a Switch, but they still need to repair it. So I'm very Mario Kart-less at the moment, and that's oh. fine because I have other games to get into. You do. You have to get into Baldur's Gate 3. Well, okay. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> um, This is an obvious one, I think. Shadow of the Colossus. Yes. Yeah, right? Like it's... <laughs> it's a... Are you sure I, re- I, rem- I reminded you of that one? Uh when we were hanging out and doing a Schadenfreude Golem playthrough. But uh don't want to credit myself too much. <laughs> I, I don't think so. It's very early on in my okay. list. By then, I think I've, I had already written it down. Uh, I'm sorry. Are you sure you didn't swap it? No, it's kidding. <laughs> but yeah, Shadow of Classes. Yeah, you know, Shadow of Classes. Period. Again, with the soundtrack. Before we recorded, Leon was talking about how many of these games have amazing soundtracks. I was like, you're goddamn right. Yes. Fuck it. Saying the other one as well, Mario Party Switch, Fair enough. Uh, or any other or any other Mario Party. Same reason Mario Kart. Sorry, yeah, that's <laughs> those are just gonna be on there. Of course. Uh, profound experiences all around. Uh, back to you, Frank. No, no Super Smash Bros. No. No. Oh, huh. No, I suck at it. I um again, I- I've played. Both of these games, in this case, but uh, I've never had Nintendo consoles, so I've never played them myself. So um, <laughs> it's something I've enjoyed very sparingly in other people's houses. Sometimes, the, so, yeah. The problem being is that my friends who had a Nintendo only had a Nintendo, and they played the shit out of that game <laughs> and beat my ass in the because I, I never fucking played that game. <laughs> so yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Uh, that that didn't help young Leon, and I never until until buying a Switch, I never played. Yeah, I never played them. Wow, wow. Yeah. Okay, something a little cheerier. Uh, kinda, but really not. Uh, Spirit Pharaoh. Such a good. Oh fuck! Wonderful it's, game. Oh, you forgot, shit. didn't you? Ah. Yeah, yeah. Which is embarrassing because it's installed on my PC but still, <laughs> but yeah. It's... I played it through the uh, Xbox Game Pass thing. Oh, nice. Um, and yeah, I, I forget that it is installed there. It's But yeah. It, it's a magnificent game about death and, and closure and, and, and dealing unions. with that. Hmm? And unions. And unions, absolutely. It's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It is everything. It is everything. Spirit Pharaoh is definitely everything. Let's get into it. Uh, well, since you mentioned it, Baldur's Gate 2. Fair enough. Fair enough. I've uh, not played any other one. Yes. Uh, played it. Didn't really understand it when I was young, but 
it gave me uh you know it, it was just fun um fair yeah young leon likes anything fantasy so yeah uh, not anything but you know it's, uh, yeah that with like you know skill checks and things that like was very fun was very interesting rough uh but very interesting introduction <laughs> to rpgs for me uh <laughs> yeah fundamental experience as a first exposure to rpgs serious rpgs um okay uh to to add to that i will i'll will, I will add somewhat obviously i'm disclaimer i'm not gonna put Baldur's gate free i've it maybe deserves a spot but i'm i i'll be patient about it uh we can come back to this list in two years or something sure please. uh divinity original sin 2 um okay it's so fucking incredible it's yeah i I don't think there's anything more to say it's just damn that damn good it's not on my list i think oh wow i <laughs> hyper light drifter good call still need to play that game christ oh okay i'm sorry it's too bad no 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 by all means <laughs> your turn um uh, let's let's get this out of the way uncharted 2 uh Ooh. It's my starting point of the Uncharted series. I've played the other ones, and I think two was possibly the most solid, wild, and cohesive one. Um, four is gorgeous, but it lacks one thing in particular, which I cannot talk about for fear of ruining the other three. But it's they're all great games of what they're trying to do, much better than the Tomb Raider attempt at those at them. Uh, so yeah, I'm a big Uncharted fan, and Uncharted 2 is Ooh. one of the most well-rounded ones. Okay. The new Tomb Raider. I have nothing to say about the older series. Taking that and running with it. Tomb Raider 2013. Really? Oh yeah. Uh, I liked it when it came out a lot. Fair enough. Once again, interesting... Uh, I don't know. Interesting work of passion. An interesting revamping of what was already there. Sure. Yeah. No, that's fair. Engaging with mythology that I'm not familiar with, but have heard about vaguely. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, <laughs> uh, has to be said, a game with a woman protagonist that's actually good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Your turn. No, I, I agree. I just, my, my qualm is mechanically, it's not as interesting. I had played Uncharted, so, you know. Okay, I th- th- this one, uh, Just Cause 2. It's probably the best destruction sandbox I've ever played, and it's oh yeah I've it has one of the best demos of all time, which were thirty minutes in a small section of the map where you could blow stuff up and do anything. Infinite grapple hawk, infinite parachutes. It's a fucking awesome game. I I love it, um, and I'll 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 squeeze it in just cause free. It's got the wingsuit and it's a somewhat narrower experience, but I think it nails every point. Just Cause 4 is pretty great, it's more open, but I don't. it doesn't nail as well as 2 did for me, and 3 is improved if, dis- if distinct. Uh, so yeah, Just Cause 2 and 3 occupy two different spots on my list. They deserve it. I'm going to take that and run with it as well with the, my favorite, Destruction Simulator, uh, Red Faction Korea. Good calling to play that game. Didn't age probably very well. Uh, also slightly differentiated from its uh, leftist roots, I would argue, even though Sadly. those were never really great. Yeah. 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 Uh, mo- your turn. Uh, an obvious one, Portal 2. 
yeah no it's yeah yeah well yeah <laughs> it's uh one of those games right yeah whatever the fuck that means okay yeah once again taking it and running with it half-life 2 good choice good choice it's got to be on there right of course it has to be never played it <laughs> yeah um yeah one of those games that I would get the death threats over if I didn't put it on here. <laughs> Fair. No, but yeah. There we go. Um, let's go with a weird one for once. Um, for once. Guitar Hero World Tour. Okay, sure. I, uh, I have some fond memories of the franchise. I played some of those with friends. And World Tour, though I pro- mostly or all the time played alone. It's I played so much of it. It's just fun and I, I have the guitar. It still functions. Still functions. Product quality. They don't make them like that anymore. They really don't. Bastion. Excellent choice. I still need to finish that game. I couldn't. I love that game for what little I've played, but couldn't. For some reason, something deviated for me, and it's like I couldn't continue. But yeah, definitely. Super Giant, yeah, um, right? Yeah. The I would say the first big splash of Super Giant, and I don't know if that's true. I think it is. At least for me, it was. Yeah, I was about to say. And and, and I think then I, I don't know was Pyre then or was Transistor then Pyre and then Transistor Hades? Pyre, um, I feel like we're forgetting somebody. Well, anyway, go on. Oh, let's. Uh, oh, this this is a good choice. I think it's a very fun one, and I've I've enjoyed how, the, my time with this. Although I want to play more, and I want to play more with you, Leon. Uh, keep talking, <laughs> and nobody explodes. <laughs> I perform badly under pressure, but I'll try it. That's the point. Did I give you that one? No, I didn't give you that. No, I made Did you I get that one? one. You made me get That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Your turn. Stardew Valley. I respect it. I respect I'm it. I'm pretty sure you have Graveyard Keeper on there. I have Graveyard Keeper because I like it okay. more than Stardew Valley. It's less, much less pressure. I haven't. I bought it. Um, I have not gotten, gotten into it. That's You know, that's fair. I um, My main thing about Stardew Valley or Graveyard Keeper, other than its graph, is... Uh, the day no doesn't day end. There are day-night cycles, but you oh, don't sorry. immediately fall asleep. Like, you run out of energy. Okay, sleep, rest, doesn't matter. Day, night, just stop. Because um, you're a graveyard keeper. And, you know, the world keeps on running and there's much less time pressure. And I love it dearly for it. Played it a lot more than Stardew because of it. Okay. Your turn. Yeah, let's get into this one. Um, Journey. Fair enough. I played it. Yeah? yeah? Not on the list? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. It, it was great. It was fun, but I it, it wasn't that long-lasting as an, an experience for me, I don't think. Okay. Once again, I think it's very influential. Oh, yeah. I think it was a very bold decision. And once again, a time that wasn't necessarily favorable, mm-hmm. in which the market wasn't necessarily favorable for these kind of games, to make it as much of a splash as it did in well-deserved one at that, I think justifies the place, from, uh, place on it place on this <laughs> list for me so yeah fair enough i uh, i'm gonna go with a non-controversial choice um and a game whose potential sequel is the longest running game in development hell in history it's beyond good and evil it's investigation oh, it's stealth it's aliens it's ships and spaceships and weird tech it's british monkeys that too <laughs> yeah 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 it's a very Nietzschean game. <laughs> so, yeah, I had nothing to add on that one. Not on your list? Uh, not on my list, no. Fair enough. 
Um, I've also played a lot with my dad, so that helps. <laughs> Another game that probably... Resident Evil 4. Good choice. Good choice. I have to put that Resident Evil on there somewhere. Solid right? choice. Solid Resident Evil. Good call. Uh, Protag is called Leon. <laughs> we share the same comedic timing. <laughs> Where's everybody going? Bingo? Anyway, love it. Uh, yeah, never played it. We'll never play it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, totally. Uh, recently, uh, topical because I could say remaster as well. I would sh- should maybe say remaster. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go. Uh, I I chose this one because although I could cheat, um, uh, this is the one that it's always stuck with me and the one that I play the most on a fucking PS One. It's Spyro the Year of the Dragon. It's the best Spyro game. It just is. Second only maybe to Spyro Reignited, which is this game and the previous two ones. Okay. I Yeah, I have Spyro the Dragon on there, but you could say the Reignited trilogy. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, probably, yeah, what's one going to do that? Uh, Spyro, yeah. Literally the first game that I played on PlayStation 1. PlayStation 1, the first console that I developed a personal relationship with. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Uh, stolen out of my house by uh, people who broke into my house. Oh no! It wasn't working very well anymore, and the PlayStation Two came out, so I I got the PlayStation Two. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no it's it's fine. Um, got a PlayStation Two out of it, so you know. <laughs> Let's see, Devil May Cry Five. I want to play that game. I want to play that game. I feel like I should I... now. There are a couple of other Devil May Cry's that should have maybe been on this list instead of that one, but mm-hmm. this is the one that I remember the most vividly, uh, and I think is a interesting tying off of that ongoing series. Nice, nice, fair enough. Um, Once again, also one of the Epitome uh, hack and slash games. Oh yeah. Uh, to that end, I am gonna add one which I like, or the epitome of that. <laughs> which is um, Tetris Effect. Second only maybe to Tetris 99, uh, which is like, it makes Tetris a musical adventure. Lights and shows. and I am familiar. Yeah. A great soundtrack. I, yeah, I, I recommend it. I love Tetris, always have. And I think Tetris Effect might be one of the best contenders for it. I have Tetris on the list as well. Nice. So, yeah. Feel free to scratch <laughs> it off. Your turn. It's... Hmm... Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, it's on there. Okay. Let's, Fair let's, enough. Let's move on. Fair enough. One of those games, right? Uh, influential for the RPG genre. Um, passion project for its own um, uh, franchise. Um, yeah. yeah. Also an odd development too... hell sequel. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> we don't have yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Um, they were announced around the same time that Cyberpunk 2077 was announced. Oh, dang. Um, or like, the, I was following the def- development cycles of both games. So I was like, these two games made me excited for games again. And that didn't go well. So, yeah. Uh, moving on. <laughs> I, I, oh, I, re- turn? I remembered I had another Ubisoft game. Uh, okay. Though unusual. Valiant Hearts. Oh, the World War One game. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's a very good, you, solid, you... historically grounded and with other information and documents and stuff. It's a great game. Yeah, but you're French. 
Not always. Okay, I, I know. I'm <laughs> Frank, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Yep, let's get over with. Fair enough. Let's, let's just, yep, yep, okay. I yep, refuse I to, uh, to add Call of Duty Black Ops, which is the one I play the most this list. I outright refuse. Yeah. <laughs> um, I recently went through the remaster of Modern Warfare 2, the original one. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting how much propaganda is in there. Oh, it is. I'm doing the meme, slaps roof of Modern Warfare 2. This bad boy fits so much propaganda. Uh, military American imperialism propaganda in here it's insane the I fact believe that it. they're allowed to just say that about other countries insane insane okay hmm your turn right I will say as a shooter game not an FPS and one that's like play one of the most recent ones I, th- I feel like it, it's not as significant Sniper Elite 4 5 um they're kind of different locations, really. It's just fun to snipe at Nazis. Like, that's it. It doesn't need more than that. And it's great. Yes. It's got slow motion. I'm going to pick that up and run with it. Wolfenstein, the new order. Great choice. Great choice. A, yeah. A fairer shake than that narrative that I'm usually not a very big fan of a.k.a. what-if scenario, and that what-if scenario somehow is always what if the Nazis won. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's the best execution of that narrative mm-hmm. that I've ever seen. Uh, Man in the Castle Who. I don't know her. <laughs> so, yeah. Go on. Uh, I, I feel like I was pressed into do, choosing this one because it's just got such a, a long-sticking atmosphere that is really incredible. Control. Mm. Mm, okay. I wasn't originally going to put it, but I was like, it really got a, an incredible atmosphere and vibe to it. That's like, fine, I'll do it. Okay. Didn't never finish it. Uh, we'll definitely get back to it. Um, I got stuck on the I second for- DLC and didn't finish it and didn't do the third one. I keep forcing myself to play Quantum Break. Which um, yeah. is apparently not that good. No, 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 it isn't. Mm, let's see which one we're gonna pick. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Fair. We don't need to talk about why. We all know why. We all know why. That's the Zelda game. That's the Zelda game on the list. We can move on now. We are free. <laughs> um, I'm gonna add one that I've not finished, but it's it's uh, again incomparable. It is a fucking fully capitalized classic. Castlevania: Symphony of the Night. Yeah, same. It's uh, it is yeah, what it is. But... Uh, a titan amongst side scholars. Exactly. A progenitor of so much other stuff. Dracula. Hell yeah. Uh, and stay, Alucard. Stay tuned for some. Uh, it's just, I just, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, stay tuned for more Castlevania, maybe later. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Please do. It's going to take that and not run with it. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, tell Till the Wolf Among Us. Nice. Not surprised. You like that a lot. Um, I I just had a good time with it. Um, I That's once again enough. a bunch of friends who also got really got into it. Aww. I think it is. Uh, I think it's a very interesting exploration of mythology meeting soft anti-capitalist narrative. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, I'm here for it. Good. Good. Your turn. I'm gonna add one. We've we've talked about this recently, and I, this is the one that I I'll include for good reason. I think Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor. Okay, okay. I've just had such a great time with that game, and it was... It really sticks with me. 
Okay. That's the first one, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, okay, sure. Sure. Um, well, let's just get this one off the list as well. Wolfenstein the second, the new Colossus. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, taking the same thing of the first one, but doing it even better. Um, exploring notions of that the USA, USA. Okay, so real quick, uh, BJ Blaskovich, uh, Blaskovich leans really hard into his American identity in response to German Nazism. Then beautifully, Wolfenstein II explores this notion that this American identity is total cognitive dissonance. And it has the very brave line in there that uh, a black person tells BJ Blaskovich uh, before World War II, back home in the United States, white people were the Nazis. <laughs> and so forth and so on. Yeah, um, I love the portrayal of uh, BJ Blaskovich as the only except for two really old games in which Jesus and Moses appear hmm. uh, separately. They're very old games. Um, he's the only Jewish protag in gaming. Wow. But please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. I would love to play that game. Uh, Do let us but, know. Um, as far as I'm aware, yeah. As far as I'm aware, the only Jewish protag, not a Jewish character, but a Jewish protagonist. Yes. And uh, yeah, Moses and Jesus were like, you know, very old games, like side scrollers or whatever. I don't know. Hmm. Like very old games, like arcade esque uh, things, I believe. <laughs> also, not serious depictions of Jews, I would argue. Or, sorry, doesn't engage with Judaism in an interesting way. Second, uh, Wolfenstein, the second, beautiful. And I'm going to spoil something, uh, but it's going to be a conclusion to a series that I'm going to write still. Don't worry. Mm. but it solves the hyper-competent man in the most competent way I've ever seen. Namely, you can make hyper-competent characters, just make them minorities. <laughs> there you go. Nice. That's it. Uh, we aren't, we, in all seriousness, we are not there all the way yet, but, because there are still some pitfalls there, but yeah. generally, that solves it. That's why the Witcher works, because he's fucking despised. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody yeah. likes Witchers in the Witcher universe, you know? Anyway, moving on. Uh, okay. Uh, I, th I think this is a simple one. Terraria. Yeah, it's on my list as well. It's a game that I've only gone to like in 2020, but it's it's a fucking classic. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. Crafting 2D masterpiece. Yeah. Um, my uh, first Lord of Rings, it's been a while coming. Um, I believe it's my first Lord of Rings. Lord of Rings Battle for Middle-Earth, the uh, real-time strategy games. Fair enough. Fair I enough. I love to play the shit out of it. <laughs> I could like lead the troops. Uh, I love its alt history, where if you just get to Boromir in time, he's cool, and Boromir is just, is there until the back gate. <laughs> love that. Um, yeah, he's just kind of there. That's great. I loved it because one of my good friends back then was an Aragorn fanboy. I was like, no, Gandalf is way stronger. Actually, I was a child, by the way, <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, he's literally like you know, I was like, he's literally a mythical being, a literal. Uh, part of the choir of angels uh, insert. <laughs> so come on, come yeah. on. He, and anyway, so, and the game proved that because the, uh, the Gandalf figure is much stronger than the Aragorn one. So that's, I was like, yes. Uh, sorry, go on. <laughs> um, I'll add a single, which I, again, I had to make a correction. The only Lord of the Rings game on my list, The Hobbit for PC. Is it a good game? Is it a great game? Maybe not. I think it's fun. It's, it incorporates well the actual story, a bit of the weird and silliness, and it makes a competent game out of it. 
it's like a 3D platformer puzzler stealth game thingy. It's a very old game. Um, it looks. It, I think it holds up because it tries a very specific cartoony aesthetic, and those sounds are etched into my brain. The sound of picking up gems is stuck in my fucking mind, and will be forevermore. And uh, it's a great game. It's very fun. I think it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, in the interest of time, I'm going to do two in a row. Yeah, I think that's good. Elder Scrolls Oblivion and Elder Scrolls Morrowind. Fair enough. I played those games quite extensively. Oblivion more so. Um, yeah. Yeah. What can I say? The PlayStation 3 didn't have any games. So that longevity game was uh, was came in clutch for young Leon. <laughs> that console was so expensive. It had no games. Imagine that. Fuck me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So two off the list. Go ahead. I just realized I think I didn't put Skyrim on my list, which is impressive because I, I did play that a lot. It was quite distinctive, but it doesn't matter. Um, I'm not going to uh, replace any other game here for Skyrim. Uh, I um, Good. You would like it, and the audience eventually will find out why. Um, so I'm going to uh, group two games together from the same developer, Tom Francis. He's working on another game, which uh, is uh, surreally called Tactical Breach Wizards weird strategy-like game, kind of cops, but still weird fucking concept. Uh, but uh, let me present you with Heat Signature, where you kind of throw yourself around space, steal ships, destroy stuff, many approaches, lots of fun, weird game. And Gunpoint, where you have frog jump pants and you're a detective. Uh, you don't take fall damage, you jump up from anywhere, stealth infiltration, tech game. Weird fucking game. Again, both of them, well-humored, good tone. I, I like them both. I like Tom Francis's work. So yeah, check him out. One of my cheats, uh, three games, uh, which is the uh, new rendition of Hitman. Fair enough. Very serious Assassin's game, but stupid silly. Entirely. As well, which makes which was makes it, which is what makes it work. Exactly. Uh, Labor of Love. Uh, they went independent from their parent company as well. Halfway through that game uh, cycle, it's the second one, I believe. Oh, nice. Uh, so yeah, I believe I'm not quite sure. Didn't know that was a thing you could do. Yeah, go on. I'm I'm going to do another double. Uh, again, same developer. This time, Lucas Pope. Uh, I, I spoke about it recently because Papers Please turned ten years old, and then oh, his Papers Please, fuck you sorry, forgot sorry. Papers Please, Leon. Come on, yeah, I'm uh, so sorry. You're fine. I am so sorry. Um, and then of course his other game, incredibly d- different game. But one of the best detective experiences ever, Return of the Oberdin. And another wonderful art style. The Lucas Pope, fucking hell, you, you do great work. Just, yeah, that's all I can say. Fall of New Vegas. Fair. Fair. Yep. Yeah. No need to. Probably going to get an episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, need to, no need to explain. Whenever I play so. that game, because I've never played a Fallout game. Oh, Frank, 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 Frank. I know. Move on. Uh, moving on, uh, another I think obvious one: Civilization Five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, XCOM Two. Good choice. I thought about, but I didn't play it that much for it to leave that much of an impression really? on me. Really? Yeah. Wow, fake leftist. Bad leftist. Wow. That's him. That that's that's them, Commissar. Get him. <laughs> that's uh. That, ooh, okay. Uh, Doom, two thousand sixteen. Good call. I played some of it. I think it was too fast for me. I, I couldn't. Maybe I'll, I'll try replaying it at some point, but I couldn't get into it. 
but it's a solid fucking game. Shout out to my understimulated ADHD brain, gaming clutch, nothing is too fast for me. Fair. Uh, Bioshock. I put One. Bioshock on my list. Okay, cool, cool, good. Uh, do we, once again, I hope that doesn't bear explanation, explaining. They were trying to do something very different in a, I'm saying this a lot, but they were trying to do something very different uh, and try to be unique in a time where uniqueness was not necessarily valued very well, very much, very highly. I'll only note um, briefly about Bioshock that for the game that apparently great uh, created most spark about ludo narrative dissonance, there is very little ludo narrative dissonance in that fucking game, and I'll fight you for it. Okay, um, <laughs> gonna do your turn. Sorry, a recent one, but I think it's just a, an incredible puzzler, and I wanted to get like a raw puzzle game for it. Viewfinder, one of the weirdest uh, visual concepts for a game. Um, I can't explain it in words. You have a Polaroid, you take cap, uh, pictures, but it's more than that, and you turn those pictures into reality and use it to create bridges, platforms, and move around weirdly in this virtual space. And there's an interesting plot too, so check it out. Deus Ex Mankind defined it. Fair enough. It. Um, I don't like the ending, but yeah, a great re uh, restructuring of its previous rendition. Uh, going back to what makes the Deus Ex series great, the original Deus Ex might have been on there at some point, but I was like, no, this one. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Also, it takes place in a European city, which doesn't happen very often in games. Exactly. Uh, they say it's in Prague, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. I believe it's Prague. I'm not quite sure. I'm so sorry. I don't remember. I played that game too. But it was Europe. It was Europe. So <laughs> that's, that's what matters. Too many games. Too many games in uh, in the United, uh, United States. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, Go ahead. I'm going to indulge my paradox bias. City Skylines. Okay. My, uh, I'm, in the interest of time, I'm so sorry. My city builder game that's only a SimCity 3000. Fair enough. Uh, that's the original one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> uh, bit sadistic, cost too many natural power outages, whatever. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it was cool. It was cool. Um, I'm going to keep going then. Uh, Dude. <laughs> Metal Gear 3 and Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Fair enough. I got Rising on my list. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nano Machines, son. Nano Machines. I'm sure Metal Gear will get its get a turn on HBM sometime. Probably. Not now. Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, no, especially with the, the remaster stuff. Maybe I'll get in on into free finally. Quite. Go on. Secret of Monkey Island Special Edition. Probably one of the best point and clicks of all time. That's all I gotta say. Sure. Uh, heyday of Lucas Arts, definitely. Guybrush uh, yeah. Freepwood is his name. Lord of Rings: Return of the King, PlayStation Two. Huh, good choice. Uh, great beat 'em up. Uh, played the shit out of that. It was released before the movie was released. Yeah. That was insane. That was anyway. insane. Um, that is, those things could happen back in the day. Isn't that isn't that fun? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Move on. Um, here's one. Uh, Marvel Spider Man. Uh, probably the best Spider-Man games I played because I didn't play many of them mm. and this was the one that I enjoyed the most and stuck with me. I consider putting it on there. It's a baby game for babies. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's it's so simple. It's so formulaic. But man, does that swinging from the rooftops feel good? It does. Dishonored. One. Never played it. Fair enough. I have problems with its mechanic. Fun is bad. That's That's antithetical to what I consider good game design. Yeah, that's my problem with Dishonored. <laughs> we can, once again, we can, can negotiate those boundaries, but yeah, that's, yeah. 
but his setting was very interesting. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love his aesthetic. Anyway, uh, yeah, go on. <laughs> Uh, Injustice Gods Among Us. Um, okay. The only fighting game I've ever properly been engaged in and finished. So, the story, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The only fighting game on my list is Mortal Kombat. I didn't specify which one because I used to play it in arcades a lot. I was that kind of guy. Fair enough. A bit. I support every Mortal Kombat edition, uh, rendition except for the latest one where you have loot boxes up the ass. So yeah, Mortal Kombat is my uh, yeah is my is my fighting game. I'm going to add an Go arcade on. game which uh, is I played quite a lot in like a kids buffet back in the day, um, which is House of the Dead Two. Pinball game? Uh, no, it's a shooter. <laughs> uh, okay. It's the one okay. where upon uh, typing of the dead to, typing of the dead is based on. It's so fucking terrible. It's silly. It's like a, a shooter game in an arcade with a gun. And te- well, the worst voice acting I've ever heard in my entire life, even back then. And it was amazing. I I played that so much. And I'm not a fan of zombies, but that that is chef's kiss. That lives in my heart forever. Moving on. Hearts of Iron 4, last nap game, I promise. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um <laughs> Listen, any game that allows me to kill Nazis en masse is going to be on here. Good choice. Good criteria. Go um, I'm going to say stacking. A double fine game where you play as like Russian dolls. You stack into bigger ones to use their powers and explore things and, and fight a corporate baron in the 1800s. Okay. Uh, Sick. It's great. Uh, Ultra Kill. Good choice. Good For choice. Me. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's new, it's recent. Once again... I big 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 into games that understand their own aesthetics very well and play around with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that game definitely does it. Uh, you go ahead. Rogue Legacy Two. I played a lot of the first one, and I think two is basically that one on steroids in on the best possible version, and it incorporates the mechanic of a roguelite very well with you playing the Descendants. Okay. Uh, it's great. Okay. Uh, Killzone Two. A if a shooter game that was not trying to be a shooter game like every other shooter game there's a certain heaviness to that game to like heavy artillery feels like heavy artillery um it's it's fictional setting it's fictional sci-fi setting it's not great <laughs> but it's something I've, uh, I've only played Shadowfall <laughs> go on Strider uh it's a remake of an old Super Nintendo game I'll say it's a Metroidvania hack and slash kind of thing it's great fun. It's really okay. beautiful. It's fast-paced. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. It's colorful. It's great. Great. Orient the Blind Forest. Uh, I'm not going to explain that one. Uh, beautiful, beautiful aesthetics once again. What was that? Sorry. Orient the Blind Forest. Oh yeah, that one. Right. Of course. A uh, cultist simulator. Weird game. I'm not good at it. It's wonderful. The sequel came out, but it's just so incredible at building a story and being enigmatic and telling a story in broken up pieces really well and telling and building different stories so it's incredible for that Signalis Hmm, interesting a game that explores horror very thoroughly like no other game has him that at least that I played wow yes the banner through my X account is uh, a quote from that game (laughs) I love his use of language very much. Interesting. Um, I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> uh, Super Mario Odyssey. 
uh, which is possibly the only Nintendo game on my list. The only no, well, yeah, uh, which is the only Super Mario I've played recently and, and emulating and playing, and uh, it's great fun. It's just yeah. Uh, Crash Bandicoot trilogy. Good call. Uh, yeah, what can I say? One of the also one of the very formidable PS One era uh, games that I've ever got to play. Yeah. Yeah. Never played any of them. Here's another weird one. Lego Batman 1. Um, big fan of Lego games. And that one, you you played as Batman and Robin in different suits and stuff. And then yeah. you thought the game was over. No, you have a whole villains campaign, which was wonderful. Great. My only Lego game on this list is Lego Rock Raiders. What the fuck is that? Yeah, what is that? I'm not even going to explain it. Um, but it looks so cool. It's... Uh, it's a mining game for Lego on alien planets. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's kind of like a real-time strategy mining game. I liked it. Huh. Interesting. You should look it up. Uh, I will. Yeah, go on. Um, here's another weird one. SpongeBob the movie game. I'm a big SpongeBob fan, and that was a great game <laughs> that I played a lot. <laughs> it's it's Is it uh, that good? I don't know, but I... It, Great memories. Uh, another interesting movie game, uh, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Oh. Um, I have very fond memories of that. It was a great beat-em-up. Uh, same reasons why I liked uh, Lord of the Rings Reven- uh, Return of the King. Fair enough. So, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Sly Free, Under Among Thieves. Be a cool thief around the world. That's it. You're a raccoon. PS2 game, by the way. Going from raccoons to tycoons, roller coaster tycoon. Fuck! I should have put it on the list. But the third I need one. Need to do, yeah. I need to do like mention, find a way to work it into a game uh, episode. Uh, the the story of its development is pretty cool. Mm. Um, I mentioned it before. It's in game made in assembly, which is something. Yeah, that that um, first one is special. Wildermyth. It's a wonderful tactics and storytelling game. It's it's really about you making your party and these characters age and there's different chapters and, fun and stuff and it's it's great fun it's great fun synthetic oh it's a one of my favorite bullet hell games oh and if you like that sort of thing you will like this game I'm, I promise interesting Moving on. um okay let's go for another weird game a puzzle game this time Opus Magnum it's like a chemical puzzling thing it's made by Zachtronics. if you know him you probably know what this kind of thing is it's a weird like programming game but it's got an alchemical background and stuff and it's pretty great and pretty fun and it allows a lot of different solutions so yeah go at it uh silent hill 2 and i don't need i don't think i need to explain it you it's don't one of the yeah yeah <laughs> go on shadows over loathing have silly cthulhu oh. adventures a 2D kind of game. There's also a West Over Loathing and Kingdom of Loathing, which is an online thingy game. It's great. It's silly. It's fun. It's wonderful. Titanfall 2, my one of my favorite shooter experiences mechanically. Yeah, big robots. Love them. Yeah, no, you're right. I didn't include it, but you're absolutely right. Nier Automata. Okay, yeah. Should have been on my list. <laughs> I'm uh, going to own up to that one. It's a weird game. Lots of different storylines. Great fun. Depressing and gritty but silly. Uh, love the mackerel ending. If you know, if you know, you know. I know the mackerel ending. Total War Medieval Two. Good choice. M- my most played, I think, by far, real uh, real time strategy. Huh, nice. Not real time strategy, turn based strategy. Mm. 
meets real time strategy, I guess. Yeah. At the same time. It's both. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was that or Rome one. Anyway. Rome one is solid though. I I played a lot of mods for uh, Medieval Two. I it's a game I learned to mod myself. Oh, so. nice. Yeah, never doing that again. Um, <laughs> pray. Good choice. Good choice. Uh, it's just it's just fun. It's just fun because you can kind of do whatever, and the it's a, it's a better version of Dishonored. <laughs> Fair enough. You're goddamn right. Um, I I'm gonna go for a couple of them. Blasphemous. It's a Souls like Metroidvania plus Catholicism. That's it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to wear a fun hat with blood? Lots of blood. Uh, a lot of blood. Um, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. I've played it a couple of years ago. Finally, when uh, this remastered version on Steam, it's such a good investigation lawyering game. It's so fucking stupid and silly, but it's a really solid mystery most of the time. It's great. It's great. Gothic one. Good choice. Tr- tremendous pillar in the RPG. Uh, landscape. Do I need to say more? No, I don't. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, I'm gonna move on to Fury. It's like a great. It's a boss rush kind of game. It's great bosses, great soundtrack, Holy and hell, uh, I would say. rebel against your masters. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, it's <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Pitter patter. Absu. Good choice. Good choice. But for the same reasons, journey. Yeah. Good. But see, um, Aces and Adventures. It's a recent game, but like it's a poker story kind of game with one of the best visuals I've ever seen that makes a game seem tactical. But it's like a poker-based adventure story gameplay. It's great. It's great. Halo 3. Huh. Oh, yeah. You like Halo. No. <laughs> but I... No. No, I don't. Don't ever say that. <laughs> um, but I did play this game and had a cool co-op gameplay thing. Um, main story thing. It had it had just really good multiplayer shooter elements as well. It sh- it suited me because you w- it wasn't like two hits and you're dead, depending on the weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, you had like some playability with life. You could like therefore make a more aggressive approach to things, which wasn't really popular in other video games, in other shooters mm. at the time. Uh, users bright colors compared to uh, a bunch of other shooters, which were very grim. <laughs> um, yeah, go on. Uh, I'm gonna go for a couple of weird ones. I'm gonna be quick about it this one isn't but grim fandango remastered another wonderful oh, yeah. point and click and i love personifying death and uh manny calavera is the best and affordable scythe like it's affordable scythe um the incredible machines contraptions an old puzzly kind of game but it's it's a very formative one for me i just i just love it to bits um another nintendo game kirby superstar that we had like an emulator on my dad's computer back in the day uh, it's great fun. I love Kirby, and it's because of this game. Then we have uh, another weird one, Typo Men Revised. It's like all characters, enemies, and the main characters are like letters and words. So like enemies are like doom and fear and your hero. And it's just a wonderful aesthetics and an interesting kind of game. It's it's great fun, and I, I wanted it to be here. And uh, to, to top off weirdness... There's, from a Genesis emulator, Vector Man. So you're a robot, you find other robots, and you transform, and you find a giant robot with a nuclear warhead at the top of a tornado at the end of the game. It's, again, formative. My uh, off-brand superhero games that I used to like a lot 
uh, Infamous and Prototype. Oh, good call. Good call on both. Uh, yeah, once again, PlayStation 3 didn't have any games, so any good game, any possible <laughs> game on PlayStation 3 was a heaven sent to me. So, yeah. Uh, fun sandbox. Really, really fun sandbox games. Yeah, you're right. I uh, I have my gripe with Inf- Infamous, but it's it's still great. I, I respect it a lot. I'm going to go uh, another Sid Meier's game, Sid Meier's Pirates. A great Pirates game. It's a very old game, and it's just really interesting and really fun. And another a, a weirder one, we have Genesis Noir, a fun and musical cosmic point-and-click, as I defined it. It's great, and it's so weird, and it's really moving, I found. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. Fair. Do I need to say why? Do we, you can check my feelings at the placement of Final Fantasy VII on the ING, I, IGN episode uh, list. Yeah, It <laughs> shouldn't check. be that low. Go on. No, I'm going to save this for... Okay, I'm going to say this now. Here's a game I chose only for the soundtrack. It's Sonic R, which I, is okay. a game for, a Se- for the Sega Saturn, which I have and still functions. That soundtrack is a banger. The game's not good. It's a Sonic racing game. It's a poor concept. And Sonic is faster than all other characters. But the soundtrack is something I've never seen. And it's wonderful. I love it. NHL 2006. Whoa. Yeah. Um, used to play that with my biological father. He's big into hockey. He used to, uh, plays hockey. Mm-hmm. It was it was fun. It was very arcadey. It wasn't trying to be a sports game as much as trying to, you know. Oh, that's good. Having to, having to like, yeah, having some fun with it. And trying to pioneer like a bunch of things that are very common in sports games now, like creating your own players mm-hmm. and so on. Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, my favorite hockey team was also very good in that game. So <laughs> that's why I like it. Nice. Uh, go on. Okay, I'm going to quick fire some more weird indie ones. So we have... Deadbolt. Death is a contract killer with cool beats. It's generally a game I've gotten obsessed with both thematically and the soundtrack, so I, I can't recommend it enough. It's so cool. So cool. Uh, there's Heaven's Vault, uh, a game by Inco, the same studio that made 80 Days. You're a future reality historian and archaeologist, and you can say at the start of the game that history is a science, and I love it for it. That's what we want. I don't know it. I'm so sorry. That's fine. Undertale? Fair. I've never played it. Uh, it's, it's fine. I'm sorry. Once again, if you know, you know. No, don't. If if you know it, then you know why it's on there. If you don't know it, then how do I explain Undertale? Uh, I I don't. That's the answer. Exactly. Uh, go on, Frank. Um, Forgotten City. History. Time oh, loop. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's just wonderful. More about that on the Patreon maybe sometime Ooh. in the future. Who knows? Metro 2033 Redux. Yes, you do like uh, Metro, you do like, unlike Halo, you do like Metro. Yes, uh, one of the most atmospheric games, uh, close enough ad- adaptation to its source material. Yeah. Um, so here's a- another weird one, a-, a very telling game Panzer Dragoon for the Sega Saturn. It's a rail shooter, it's got weird ships and tech, and very, very fucking inspired by Dune. Oh yes, I only played it with cheats. It got a good enough remake, and it's it's just great. It's a, it's a game that I love to death. Don't know it. I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. Star Wars Battlefront Two, the original. Yeah, good call. Good call. Yeah, just just yeah. Oh, oh, obsessed, obsessed. It was it was so cinematic for its time. If you look at now, it's like a very clear uh, Battlefield clone. But uh, it's it's whatever. I, I love it. That's fine. Uh, fuck it. It had these dramatic voiceovers by the guy who plays uh, 
Jank of Fat. Anyway, oh. doesn't matter. Moving on. Um, here's another weird one. That's my trend. Snoopy versus the Red Baron. Planes, Snoopy, kabooms. It's great fun, very cinematic. And uh, it's a PS2 game. You, you're just saying nouns at this point. I, I don't know what that meant, any of that. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I'm sorry. I'm not mocking you. My apologies, Frank. No, that's fine. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Fair enough. Fair enough. I should be on here, probably. It wasn't necessarily that into the story, but it was one of the first games that just delivered on a broad open world where you could like just do shit. And, you know, that was wild to me. Rockstar, one of the best game, uh, game designers for mini games as well. Uh, talking about that, uh, I was going to go on with this. Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. The best Rockstar game of all time. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, no, no, yes, period. <laughs> it's, I don't agree with its marketing, but one of the best, literally best live mocap uh, performers, per, uh, performance of all time. Oh, absolutely. Insane with its detail. There's, I would argue very few games that are as detailed as this one. It had a, a tremendous budget, by the way, so, you know, kind of have to factor that into it, but it, it's it's insane. Um, nailing how riding horses feels sometimes, not entirely, of course, <laughs> but, you know, to do it in a way that makes sense for video games, amazing. I, uh, I realized I didn't add Red Dead Redemption to any of my lists, or any oh. Rockstar game, for that matter. <laughs> Maybe I should have, fair enough. Uh, I did play yeah. a couple of those, like Red Dead Redemption 1, 2, and um, some San, And- San Andreas as a, as a sandbox, at the very least. Um, I have three games left. Do you have many? Same. Two, same. Oh, wonderful. Um, I have chosen my li- my order. Persona 5 Royal. Uh, Royal, uh, although I've played 5 separately as well before Royal came out, it, it's a game that made me understand and love how turn-based combat can be good and fun and it was just so engaging and, and wonderful it's i love it i love it i love it spec of the line good call i need to play that game fuck us imperialism we'll exactly cook serve delicious free uh the other two are great uh the first one is getting a remaster because apparently it's also kind of turning 10 years fuck me um it's typing and cooking it's wonderful also an incredible fucking soundtrack all the games the sequel, different spin-off, Cooks Up Forever is an early access. Also wonderful soundtrack, wonderful games. Love them. Do you want to guess, maybe, a game that you haven't heard? <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Okay. Dragon Age Inquisition. Re- Whoa! Yeah. Didn't expect that. I have so many hours in the game. <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just... You really feel like a Catholic, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, that that leads murderous, other ravenous Catholics into shrines of older religions and ruins them. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was. It was. It's, it's just. Yeah. It was a great continuation of the storyline that is Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I have, it's it has such massive, glaring problems at here and times. It didn't matter because the vibes were good. <laughs> the vibes are immaculate, as we talked about on our Mass Effect yeah. playlist. Go on. Last one. Faster Than Light, um, which is... I th- oh, I should have seen the coming. <laughs> okay, yeah. Which is, I think, one of the, the, possibly the best Star Trek sim ever, 
because you don't control the ship. You control the people in the ship. You control the systems in the ship. You decide what, how the ship functions. There's a very particular storyline and possibly one of the best ever mods I've ever seen for a game, which is FTL Multiverse. It is incredible. It's it, the, the mod has everything. It has the expanded story, respecting the original. It has more of the game. It develops the story, has an interesting ending, interesting developments, and it's also extremely fucking queer. So yes, yes, yes to FTL forever. <laughs> <laughs> Apes Odyssey. Yeah, I should have seen that coming. The first game I have a conscious memory of. And the first game I played together with my stepdad and was saying, like, you should do this. And instead I was like, no, that doesn't work like that. My mom, my mom was like, have you tried? And he's like, look, it doesn't work. And then he did the thing and it worked. <laughs> so a four-year-old outsmarted a, uh, <laughs> a engineer, uh, you know, that's <laughs> whatever. Uh, which is the beauty of video games. Yeah. Which is the beauty of video games. Uh, and the privilege of being young. Having all your synapses firing at a thousand miles per hour and neuroplasticity out of the ass. Uh, <laughs> you can learn a thing instantly uh, over someone that's really smart. So, you know. Hey. <laughs> that's uh, that's why that's why I loved it so much. Yeah, so that's it. We made uh, it. That's, that's all. Yeah, we made it. Fuck. Jesus Christ. Um, thank you so much for listening for HPM for one year, if you have. Yeah. And thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you so much. If you have less than a year, whatever, I don't know. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Of course. Oh, Christ. Okay. Yeah. Take care. Yeah. Take care. We got and... all our announcements in early this time. <laughs> yes. We will see you soon. Absolutely. a episode with a guest that's reappearing on HBM. Hey, Take care. Nice. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.